Mike, turn your games down. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another movie episode of Games My Mom Found. I'm Mike Culberton, and who's who's human with me? I'm not human. I'm just a podcaster. This is Joe Butler, and I like to try to ice skate up hills. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Bill from A Gamer Looks at 40, and now you've got an explosive device attached to the back of your head. <laughs> this might be my, fav- my favorite lines from his mouth, because it's so fun and delivered so straight and good. He does a good job. Yes, he does. And we are here to talk about Blade 2. That came out back in 2002. That's kind of funny, actually. And this episode, that, that is, yeah, that's, that's pretty good. Huh? I didn't realize that until really just now. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. It's uh, kind of funny. All right. And I do want to say before I get too far, this was brought to you by Patreon. We It was a monthly poll and you guys voted for this. Otherwise, I, I still would cover it at some point. I just it's been on my docket to cover for a while. We could have so. had we could have had my favorite video game movie of all time on here. I'm sad. What was that? Which? Yeah. Resident Evil. Apocalypse. Yeah. I love oh, Apocalypse. It'll happen sooner than later. I need <laughs> what to, were the I need other two? Them. What were the other two options? I don't remember. I Star don't Wars. Either. Yeah, Star Wars: Empire Strikes oh. Back, which I, it's already There's... recorded and coming out at some point. Uh, <laughs> I was surprised. I did not expect this to win. I don't remember what the fourth one was. Oh, so. and uh, Venom, Venom Two. Oh, I thought that might have oh. won. Actually, I was surprised too. Well, we were treated. The your your wonderful patrons <laughs> treated us to a, a real humdinger of a film. Yeah. Mike, when you, I know you're a fan of you. You celebrate the entire Blade. I like franchise. all three, from what I remember. Yes. What was what was your first experience with uh, with Blade? Blade Two, I, I saw, should say. I saw it in theaters, which is kind of surprising to me. But I, I remember we went to theaters, saw it, and I remember really liking it. And I'm surprised I wasn't scared of it, considering I was a chicken. I would have been 13, 14 at this time. So yeah, that's I don't remember a whole lot about it. But I know I saw it in theaters, and I know I had the VHS of it at one point. What about gotcha. you, Joe? These movies are a fucking fever dream for me because while y'all were like 14, <laughs> I was like eight or nine. Well, he so was like, <laughs> 14. yeah, th- there's a weird line where like I remember them vaguely in the background or like my, my grandparents watching them or something. But like I, I, I remember specifically watching them at some point because I remember most of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I know when I was watching it last night. I was, Tiff was like, you know, because she didn't believe me when I said this movie's more of a horror movie than the first one. I'm like, this is not what the first one was. She's like, ah, I don't believe you. And she's like, OK, you're right, because <laughs> it gets pretty violent as the movie progresses. You can thank director Guillermo del Toro for that. Ah, yes. yes. The wonderful, the incomparable Guillermo del Toro. I tried to say it properly. and I just completely oh, stumbled and this was over it. Written by the same guy that wrote the masterpiece of Suicide Squad 2016, David S. Goyer. Who also wrote the Dark Knight trilogy? I mean, yeah, you know, he also <laughs> I did just that. Bringing up that movie, <laughs> I know. David I'm also Escoyer, pretty sure yeah. that if they ever released the, his version of the movie, it'd be good. But probably not probably. the bullshit that we got. Yep. And he wrote Dark Knight Rises, so mm-hmm. I know. Yeah, I mean, you're not a fan. <laughs> I haven't seen it. And, and he wrote Dawn of Justice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and Ghost Rider: Spirit of Vengeance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, you know what? Hey, listen, you know. What what did uh what did Wayne Gretzky once say? You miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't <laughs> yes. take. So Which I actually used yes. that quote when I gave my two weeks at my previous job. That was in my statement. <laughs> that I'm was not kidding. Ex- was that in your exit interview? <laughs> yes, <laughs> it was in my my letter to my boss to tell him I was quitting the job because I was really unsure if I should take this job or not at the time where I'm currently at. And I, and I so I was sitting there. I'm like, I want to put something in here, like because I, I wasn't upset with they were good to me, like they treated me well and. I just got a better offer in, in uh, not retail. So, but when I wrote, yeah, I wrote 
Yeah, the last thing in my line was you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. <laughs> what? That's, you know what that is? Not to get off track, you know, t- 10 minutes into our episode, but that's the kind of thing you put in like a yearbook signing, you know, like when you're, you know, you want to be that poignant quote, you know, you really just hammer the points home. Uh, I'm teasing you, Michael. That's a. Uh, oh, no, I, I don't know why. I just, I just, I felt bad. It was the only job I ever quit where I felt bad. Most jobs I'm like, fuck you. I'm good. Bye. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was the one job where I'm like, I feel guilty leaving this job. I made the right decision. So <laughs> nicely done. Yeah, my my experience with this was I don't think I saw it in theaters. I was in college when this when this came out in two thousand two, and I a buddy of mine I worked with who was really into Blade. Like we loved the first one. We watched it all the time, and and I think I probably though ended up I might have seen it in theaters with him. I don't think so. It might have been though on on digital video disc. And regardless, I was enamored from the beginning. I I have a lot of heart for this movie. Um, it's your kind I, of movie. It is. I'm a big fan of uh, Guillermo del Toro. I think he is a phenomenal director. And uh, I just, I love this. This is so stupid and so fun <laughs> and so good and well executed for the most part. Right? There's some stupid stuff in here. Uh, the, we only, through, but, the only yeah. thing that bothers me and it bothered me less is, the, is some of the CGI fighting that is unnecessary. But yeah. it's 2002, so I get it. There, there's, at it. Least, there's at least like, what, like two or three CG fights in this movie? There are exactly, yeah, there's a few CG fights. I, I, there's a lot, there's a lot of different types of fights. And I'm going to try not to parrot the amazing, and I mean amazing, director's commentary on the Blade 2 DVD, half of which I listened to last night after watching the movie. That's how much I want to watch. <laughs> and uh, it's the track with um, Guillermo del Toro, and I think it's the producer. And it is him just, they are just laughing hysterically and making fun of their movie and 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 the bad CG, Guillermo's like, yeah, this, this is a terrible scene. This sucks, piece of shit. And it's it's the finest director's commentary because clearly he wants to have a good time. And I think that translates to the movie itself. Um, Blade is a lot more fun. He's looser. But there was about, a, they call that the L-cam, which is those CGI, comic booky type fluid movements in there. And the one that he despises and talks about a lot is the is the ninjas one which I think everyone looks at and says, oh, that looks like a bad video game with ragdoll physics. Um, but we'll get there when we get there. But this is such a fun movie, and he has stated he just wanted this to be a fun movie. He acknowledges there's dumb plot holes, and there's things that don't make sense, and there's continuity breaks. But you know what? I wanted to gross some people out. I wanted to scare people. <laughs> and I wanted to make a really fun comic book movie, and I think he succeeds, you know? It's definitely so, for the time. I mean, at 2002, I can't even think about what we would have had at this time, but there wouldn't have been much. We would have had Spider-Man 1, I think. Yeah. But not much else. Mm. That I mean, X-Men might have been out. Was X-Men out by 2000, 2002? Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, so. I can't I, remember that movie. Yeah, 2000. Yeah, it was out. I wanna, yeah, I want to say it was because I, w- I was specifically Wolverine for Halloween when I was an eight-year-old. So Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, there wouldn't have been many. Those would have been the big ones, Spider-Man and X-Men. So, I mean, we already had Blade 1, which I think, if I remember correctly, Blade 1 is the one that really jumpstart Marvel oh, wow. and comic book movies, if I remember correctly. I, you would have had Signs, Hot mm-hmm. Chick, 28 Days Later, Star Wars, Attack of the Clones, Not Resident Evil, That's a good movie. Spider-Man, Spider-Man is 2002, Minority okay. Report, Reign of Fire. That's a bad movie. The Ring, another Hellraiser movie, Made in Manhattan, My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Lord of the Rings, <laughs> the second Harry Potter movie, The Scorpion King. Ah, yeah. Okay. Ooh, and Matt, Master of Disguise. 
I've seen some Whoa. of those movies actually. Oh, so. Master of Disguise. Yuck. <laughs> Never seen that. Never will. That's a bad no. movie. Yeah, okay. it's pretty bad. That's pretty heinous. <laughs> I mean, but this is you got a good point there, though, Michael, because at this point, still, so we were not in the MCU yet, which, of course, set the set the bar. And I was thinking about this last night after watching Blade 2. Blade 2 has a very unique feel. Like it feels like it has an authorial design to it, right? It feels like a Guillermo del Toro movie. And when I think about the Marvel movies, of all of which we've sat through, <laughs> you know, over the last two and change years, those movies feel very formulaic. You know, there's very little of the director on the screen, except with certain with a lot with different exceptions like Black Panther and and other films. But for the most part, they feel very similar. They feel on the same continuity. Right. So when I see a movie like this, which is clearly someone's vision, whether you like it or not, I appreciate that now coming no coming from a world now where everything seems very samey samey in the comic book world, if that makes sense. It does. I mean, a lot of movies nowadays. I mean, Marvel MCU is guilty of this, even though I enjoy them. They're kind of the cookie cutter movies that people are starting to call. It's and funny. My yeah, no, you don't have, my, this isn't that. Yeah, I was the same. My friend, uh, the 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 well-read mage once posited on Twitter, mostly because but mostly to get a rise out of people. Let's be honest. He enjoys. Doing oh, yeah, that. that's what he does. He's a bit of a rabble, rip, a bit of a oh, rabble rouser. Him. He is. Oh, yeah, he is. <laughs> and uh, he, he stated that the uh, the MCU, all the MCU movies are basically the same. And of course, he got um, lambasted, as one would expect. And I thought about it, I'm like, you know what? He's kind of right. The MCU movies are like police procedurals, you know, like CSI Miami or, you know, Criminal Minds. They're all basically the same with differences in story and characters and villains and arcs. But essentially, as constructed, they are basically the same. And I like that. I'm okay with that. Just like it's okay to like Criminal Minds and CSI Miami, it's perfectly like the comfort food of the MCU. This is not comfort food. (laughs) Unless you're me (laughs) and love this sort of thing. This is when I watched this last night, I was like, this is a Bill movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yep, 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 yep. Oh, all me. Just, Just good. What did you let's cut you obviously this is my kind of thing and then Michael of course enjoys it. Joe, what was your last night take on it before we go beat by beat? I didn't watch it last night. I watched it like maybe four hours ago. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, with I watched it with my roommate. Uh, I watched like someone talk about the first movie because I didn't remember jack shit from the first movie. And we watched it. We had a good time. We you know had dinner because it was like what six probably or three, whatever. It's like three or four o'clock. But we had a good time. We laughed, you know, we made jokes, we, you know, and I, I love horror movies. I love all, the only thing I can't handle probably is anything that is like what I refer to as torture porn. So mm-hmm. like the Hellraiser movies and Hostel and kind of the Saw movies. I, I can watch any horror movie except things where it's like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to play with your guts with these things. And then I get all grossed out. But this movie, it's absolutely loved. Yeah, I, it's it's this is uh yeah, it's, it's I'm so glad we're all fans. This is great, especially <laughs> especially considering this carries a disappointing, uh, disappointing. I think what I see 50 something percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes, which I don't know, y'all just get a 58 percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes, which I don't get way that. too low. This movie, as much as I know about Blade and I'm a guy who likes comic books, so I never read a Blade book and probably never will. But it seems what I know of the character to be accurate to the character. I mean, it's a good film. It has action. It has horror. It it tells you. It shows you pretty quickly what you're getting in the first scene. Like, yeah, yeah I don't see what people. Why don't people like this movie? I don't get it. Now, Blade Trinity, I can understand completely, but this, I don't. <laughs> get it. 
that's this that this goes over over the top. The critics' consensus on Blade Two reads: Though Blade Two offers more of what worked in the original, its plot and character development appear to have been left on the cutting room floor. No, no consensus writer. It was what? never written in. No, no. There, there's no <laughs> character development. There's really very little plot. There's a plot, but the plot it, is. It's, I it's, think but, okay. When I was a kid, thirteen-year-old Mike thought this plot of Reapers was just amazing, top tier. It's cool. Thirty-four-year-old Mike still thinks Reapers are, are, <laughs> are not top. Maybe not top, top tier. Not not top, top men. But eh, it's up there still. It's still a really good plot. <clears throat> yeah, of the evolution of vampires. I, yeah. I I'm into that. I think that's interesting. I love vampire movies. Too. Maybe they just were upset that these vampires didn't sparkle yet, and they were like, "We want sparkling vampires." <laughs> it's coming. It's coming soon. Uh, uh. So th- this is the day and age, and I think what it might have to do, like, is a lot of the fact too of there. I guess a lot of the actors in this movie weren't really big name because you have really great a really great cast in this movie. Besides Wesley Snipes, you have uh, Ron Perlman, and you have uh, Norman Reedus as Young. the young Norman Reedus as the douchey kid in this movie. And I always feel like that's kind of what it was for superhero movies. They either are really good or they really miss really weird example of a very good fail movie is uh, steel with Shaquille O'Neal. I've never seen it, but I know of it. It's bad. <laughs> okay, Norman Reedus See, okay. already, already did boondock saints at this point. So he would have been yeah. somewhat, unless that movie didn't do good until way later. I think that movie's like it's a it's got a cult following, but it didn't do well in the beginning. I think. Okay. Yeah, no one cared about it when it first came out, but it. I think uh, DVD really what moved that movie forward. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, I I saw him like is that Norman Reedus? And of course I look Baby. it up. It is. Do yeah, and he's good. <laughs> I think he's really good as as the as the despicable yet kind of lovable you know geeky kid you know the. the a cyberpunk kid, but you know that early two thousands edge lord. Yeah. You know, yeah, he he does fit that. <laughs> I, think and I also he laugh does, that plays the part well. Yeah, in this movie, he's constantly smoking, but he's not smoking cigarettes ever. So that did yeah. make me laugh too. I think, and again, this is all uh, culled from the director's commentary. Which I let's be honest, I I can't I can't stress this enough. If you can find it online, it's definitely worth two hours of your life. I think they said that he smokes a total of, I think, 35 joints throughout the entire length <laughs> of this movie, and nobody noticed. Like, no, no one noticed that he is constantly getting high. Uh-huh. Sure um, they didn't. Okay. I, well, I, mean, I, mean, I, I would. <laughs> Just being surrounded by people who could, like, rip out your neck at, like, any moment. You're going to want to be stoned for, like, 24-7 during this. Yeah, seriously. I don't, you know what? I, I, mean, hate, not... cal- I mean, for some people, they call me now when I tried edibles. Like, I was calm as hell. So I can get not it. not a, not a world I can uh, I can commiserate with. Unfortunately, it's not. I went uh, to Vegas. Only reason oh, I know. Wow. Well, there you go. That's a, it was it was legal and it was free. So I'm yeah. like, okay. Well, I mean, those are that's the combination for anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the legal parts would help because I mean it's been free many times, but it wasn't legal this time. It was yeah. legal. I, uh, the, I, <laughs> I also think it's funny you'll mention that Marvel movies are cookie cutter. I'm a big fan of the uh, what are those movies called? The Kingsman movies and. Very minor spoiler for the new movie, but there is an after credit scene that is super not needed. And it's basically where there's like the main bad guy talking and he's like, and who is this young fine good sir with you? And a guy walks in with a full mustache and he goes, hello, I'm and he looks in the camera, it Adolf Hitler. (laughs) And it plays really dramatic music. And it's like, wow, okay, I guess bigger reveal than Thanos. Good job. Yeah, I well done that. (laughs) <laughs> great i like the first kingsman i thought it was really clever and, and fun i, I enjoyed it 
Yeah. I like both of the first two. I like both of them. They're really good movies. I never saw anything past the. I just are there three of them, right? <laughs> yes, the, I think so. The third There's one, the two a, of them, and then a prequel. Yeah, right. But there was no Channing Tatum's in the second one. I didn't see that. I want to see him someday, but Channing Tatum is in like the weird like oh Channing Tatum's in this movie oh yeah yeah for like five minutes. Well, that was that time like he's in GI Joe cover and he's in the GI Joe movie for like ten minutes and he dies. <laughs> the second movie, one of them he dies pretty quick and he's on the cover. Nice. Must be nice to do a day's work. He's working on that Gambit movie. You know, that's what's going on. Ah, cool. So, (laughs) I do want to say how Blade 2 starts. I mean, one thing I also think is really cool, this movie does not take place in America at all. And I think that Mm. was needed because the first movie takes place in America. I don't remember if it was Detroit or not, but it was nice that they they got away and you start off in Prague. I think it was. Yep. I think that's really cool that this movie is never in America the, the entire time. So, do, uh, weird question. Did either of y'all remember? Like, did y'all have to watch anything from Blade One before y'all watched this to remember what Blade One was about? Mm-hmm. Not no. really. No. I mean, I've seen them so many times. So it's all in, it's all part of my my brain knowledge. But no, we, I we did it to. two years ago. I want to say we watched Blade. Was it two years? Been, yeah, it might have been. It's a been year and a half. Years, yeah, it's something like that. Yeah, it's been a while. Or close to two. Yeah. It's been close to two years because it was came out September. Yeah, not last year, but the year before. When like, yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> Most of it was in my head. I, 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 I've also seen Blade 1 a lot of times. So I, I, I knew... i also seen this movie many times before, so I knew the what was going on. Yep, yep, yep. Why, did you, did you think you were lost, Joe? Or did you, did you need that pleasant little recap after this initial scene of bloodletting and horror? Yeah, no, I, I did not remember anything from Blade 1. So, okay. like, yeah, so I, I watched, like, something that I do not want to say what it is. But I watched, like, a... a, a yeah, it's a recap of, of the first movie. And uh, it's, like... What is it? His he's after vampires, and what is it? The he's after just one specific guy, and there's a weird part where they because I I remember vividly as a kid, which is probably mentally scarring, but I'm gonna ignore it for now. Uh, the part <laughs> where he's he's like up on the the big ritualistic slab, and they're draining him of blood mm-hmm. to go yeah, to the yeah. other vampires, yeah, and then uh, the dumb twist where his mom's been alive the whole time and. Oh lie but yeah <laughs> yeah this being a handful of movies where the main character doesn't get with the woman at the end mm-hmm. um, and then and then the, the movie ending with him being in london in the snow for no reason just because they wanted that shot for the movie yeah yeah so yeah that's basically it yeah i mean the first one is you know he's the day walker and he's <laughs> he's, he's going after vampires i don't remember the initial motivation but he's there's this guy deacon frost who um is played by the Wonderful. Oh, what's his name? Stephen Dorff. Oh, Stephen Dorff. Thank you. And Stephen Dorff is trying to summon the blood god, and um, that's what happens <laughs> at the end, where they he needs the blood of the daywalker to summon the blood god, and it all gets into just stupidity, and it's a lot of Wesley Snipes standing in one place while while um, kung fu artists or martial artists attack him from different <laughs> sides, and mm-hmm. at one at a time, and one or two at a time, in very polite fashion. And that and that type of fighting exists in here too. It's basically what it is. But, but I feel um, like it was more chaotic. Like they they did a good job of making it feel more chaotic in this movie. Yes. Oh no, I, mean, I was I wrong. It doesn't start when I was yeah. saying what it started was. Oh no, Prague is the blood bank. Okay, never mind. Yeah, I, I thought Prague was when he's in the in the club. Yeah, not yet. No, club's actually a ways away. Um, yeah, no, I was uh, not the club, but the whatever the hell the first place he's at the the jail place. Yeah, the the jail place to get Whistler. So yeah. the main thrust of this of this movie is at the toward the end of Blade One, Whistler, which is Blade's father figure. You know, he's his good bro who fixes his gives him his toys, his cue, like his cue to his bond. Whistler is Whistler gets bit 
supposedly by vampires. Whistler offs himself off screen, but evidently not for good because he just didn't <laughs> shoot himself and then somehow got captured by vampires and then stuck into a giant vat of blood for reasons unknown. So well, I think it yeah. was he shot himself, but he didn't shoot himself. They found him before he was dead. Right. They found him before he died. I don't think he shot himself, though. I mean, again, oh. you never really know because he's completely off screen when you hear the gunshot. Yeah, um, but they make so a comment really about explained. it in this movie. Do they? I don't remember uh, what they said. Uh, There's some anyway, comment. It doesn't matter. <laughs> that was a pretty big gun. And he was pretty beat up. The opening in the I really do want to talk about the opening of this because, like you said, Michael, this or my what? What? Yeah. I'd love to talk about the opening of this because, like you said, Mike, this tells you exactly what you're in for in the first yes. five minutes. Like, everything you need to know is here. It's a really good atmospheric scene. You have this obviously sickly kind of hooded figure who's being led <laughs> into this blood bank. It's uh, You get paid to give blood. You can even give it in the jar, which is ridiculous. <laughs> Not even I like vampires. That. Not I even like vampires. this random guy. <laughs> you just, I mean, just the idea that he's sitting there just cutting himself wherever the hell he is and just bleed into a jar like, hey, they pay me for this. De- Del Toro is a master of atmosphere. And man, does he create exceptional atmosphere here. As he's walking by, you see people mopping up things of blood in a, in a hallway. <laughs> like this very clinical prog lady is kind of asking him all these random questions about have you done this? Have you eaten this? Have you had this? And then they lead him to this operating table and they're about to Freddy Krueger siphon yeah. blood out of his body <laughs> with you, yeah. you notice their uniform yeah they they straight up look like nazis yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was like that is awesome like the the what you're going for like the symbolism without you're, you're trying to say like these are not good people and we're gonna put them in this outfit that's very close to nazi germany to make sure you know you're bad well <laughs> yeah not a good be- place to be fair, I think that's always a point of Blade because Blade is a is a black man vampire, and every single like this movie, last movie, and I'm pretty sure the next movie is him fighting a bunch of white dude vampires. So I mean, yeah. I guess that's kind yes. of the point. Yeah, I guess that's a that's a good point. I never really thought of it that, that way, but yeah, yeah. he fights yeah, a white Dracula in, in the next movie. So <laughs> does he fight Dracula? In the, I see. I thought he fought Dracula in this movie. I get him. No, this one and the third movie. one bleed together a lot. It's so. <laughs> watch the third one i own it but i have yet to i it's been too. so long i'm sure i have a funny <laughs> feeling i'll be watching it at some point within the next year and change so yeah something I have that weird me. feeling too yeah it's got For ryan reason. reynolds as deadpool yes <laughs> yeah right <laughs> ryan reynolds as wisecracker that's that's what he's that's his uh role in these films um but it's a really effective thing uh he goes crazy he kind of starts throwing uh the, the creature we know as novak i think it's novak <laughs> is that right thank god it's and, not jared little but yes yeah, I think I said. <laughs> 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 you reminds me of Jared Leto. The actor does like in the in this costume. I'm like, thank God it's not that asshole. <laughs> then it's uh, it's re- he uh, attacks everybody. A wonderful <laughs> blood splatter. The first one is just as Guillermo del Toro says, the Jackson Pollock blood splatter of the opening. <laughs> just blah! and then uh, as he goes to final final finish off the third vampire, he opens his mouth. He sees creepy crawlies living in his mouth. I go squee and we go to credits and we go to the opening opening crawl. It's and so I, I like good. This, the opening open. crawl gives you a bunch of like what happened in the previous movie. It gives you a lot of information to kind of get you caught up pretty quickly. Like at least who Blade is. Maybe not the previous movie, but who Blade is. Yeah. It's and it's also good for those who, you know, again, who maybe have not seen the first one. Uh, actually, when they test screened this, people were confused. Um, they didn't have this in there initially. And people were just confused as to what was going on, why Blade was after Whistler, why, what 
what actually what they you don't even know about Whistler yet. Who are these people? So they stitched together. Actually, that company stitched this opening together with some shots of un- unused shots from the first one. There's a shot of Whistler looking at a very young blade, and that was from the original film. That was never in the actual movie. So they kind of stitched this together just to give people a uh, a frame of reference if they've never seen it. It's really good. Got some cool narration, and uh, it's good. Some good onboarding for a sequel. I liked it a lot. Yeah. I was very, in, I mean, it was a good, I mean, I thought it was a good way to kind of get you in. And also, they didn't give me the title screen of this movie, damn it. Wait for my title screen. <laughs> <laughs> the ongoing joke in the show. But I mean, I and, and then it, it jumps into, I don't think it ever tells you what city he's in, but you can tell he's in a European city. Or, yeah. Asian, or, or, or Eastern European, probably Eastern European, but it's somewhere like that. Like probably what would have been the Soviet Union around, not this time, but, you know, somewhere when the old Soviet Union country. I, I like the way it does that. Like it just shows you blade hunting vampires just trying to find Whistler, Whistler and picking right up from where the movie ended, kind of. But it, it works well. And I mean, and also it, it has one of the best jokes, I feel like, in a lot in any comic book movie. You know, like it's just such a great little joke. As this whole scene progresses, you have this fat guy that he ends up, you know, that he ends up interrogating where he puts his head. I mean, puts like he, he has him in a helmet. And he puts his head against the wheel. like He's going to just rip off his head with the motorcycle running. I mean, just funny yeah. ass shit, I thought. But it's really good. <laughs> I think. Would you? Th- yeah, go for it, Joe. I'm sorry. Go yeah, for it, Joe. I- it's cool. I think the weirdest part of the scene is, yeah, there's a fat guy, but one of like the head goon that's like in front when they're running from Blade just has fucking temple tattoos of like a fucking test dummy that they put in cars. <laughs> and yeah. it's just like the weirdest thing. And I kept looking at it and I'm like, what the fuck? And then they do a whole shot where he pulls out a blade ring and then he throws it. And, and it goes around the whole area, but doesn't hit anyone. And it's just, no. it's just weird. <laughs> I thought it was going to come back and hit somebody, but it didn't. It just, like you said, it just goes around in a circle and that's it. And I'm like, what was the <laughs> point of this? But I guess, look at these cool graphics. Ooh. Yeah. I think that's kind of what it's cool for. That was, and that was the intention of a lot of these things was literally just because it looked cool. They even mentioned that, that they, they wanted to have a shot of the Batarang going around. Like a vid- and they mention like a video game a lot. They say like a video game or like a comic where a, a cartoon or a comic where you would follow this video, this batarang around and then lands in his hand. And they <laughs> that was all intentional choices. And while in most movies, I'd be like, that's kind of stupid and ridiculous. I, I this one, I give them a pass is because it's it is pretty visually neat. It adds a lot to the pacing. Um, I think this is also the first time where you see him actually do some uh, kung fu style, you know, or I keep saying <laughs> kung fu. That's not what it is. But you see them do like some martial arts. Again, like we said last time, uh, Wesley Snipes is a martial artist. He, 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 he's a practitioner of that. So to see him actually do a little bit more than just stand there was kind of cool. And um, these fight sequences were um, choreographed by different people. And the idea was is that they wanted each one to have a different feel. Like some feel like swordplay, other feel like traditional kung fu. I forget the the choreographer who does the kung fu stuff in this one, but he's a, he's like a legend in in that particular uh, genre. I, I'm trying to find it as I talk, so ignore me. <laughs> it is good. But, like, yeah. I, I like the choreograph in this. I like the fight scenes a lot. I had no issue with them whatsoever in this movie, except for like when they CG stuff just for the hell of it. And I'm like, eh, but that's fine. It's it's 2002. Matrix, I think, already came out. I think Matrix is 1999, if I remember correctly. So I get it. Yep. So I'm like, uh, I'm not yeah, one, one, one of my favorite, like weird, like weirdly choreographed because it, it's supposed to look like fight scenes is like Scott Pilgrim. So I'm always and that's the one thing I can think of. And it also has a lot to do because I grew up with Power Rangers. So I'm always like mm. a huge fan of just like really silly, like Kung Fu. 
like super choreographed and you like you can that. tell. <laughs> yeah, where there where there really are just more demonstrations than actual fights, you know, like yeah. just demonstrations <laughs> of skill, which I agree, I agree with you. So I think they're really cool. They usually don't usually don't translate well to movies though, because <laughs> yeah. movies need to have they have to have more of a stake to them. And that's why in this movie it reminds me a lot of a kung fu movie where kung fu movies are really just demonstrations of skill, right? There's not intended to be a lot of like emotion behind it or stakes involved, right? There are mm-hmm. exceptions, of course, to that, but but they're still cool. And this has a lot of that. And I think I do like the choreography in it for the most part. It's it's silly. It's a bunch of dudes waiting for their turn. You know, there's one <laughs> shot of the guy who's doing the fight and dance, like fighting was, stay and stay and stay. Like, yeah. It was never boring. I was never no. bored during this movie. No, no, no. Which I, is I, something I that, that, you know, from a, you know, from a movie standpoint, I always can appreciate. Like, I shouldn't be bored during a movie. It only happens. But this one didn't really do it. Like, this scene, I felt, moves pretty quickly. It gets you in. Like, you see him rescue Whistler. You get you get a lot of, like, info, but, you know, with cool fight scenes and stuff that just keeps everything going smoothly and keeps you entertained. And I was, I remembered some of this movie, but I forgot parts of it. Yeah. And. Yeah, and just one quick thing too. I I will never understand though why Blade insists on shooting people when they're three feet away from them and wasting his bullets. I don't understand that. When you have a sword, and this entire opening, he does not pull out his sword. Like they're waiting <laughs> for him to pull out the sword, and when he finally does, they make it count. But I think um, it's more of I don't know, just silly little. Maybe he doesn't. The shooting is one shot, and they're done no matter what because it's silver. I mean, the sword's probably silver too, because yeah, it's silver too, but. So maybe it's just safer, so he just doesn't care, I guess. And the sword yeah. is more like unsafe because you have to be close, and he just tried to shoot him. I'm trying to justify it, but I'm not sure. I'm yeah, I don't know. It's again, it's just I don't. You don't need to think too hard about it. It's just a silly thing. What I actually realized this time around is you mentioned there's one character in here who's kind of like the comic, comic, comic villain, the uh, the uh, heavy set person with the feather boa around his neck at all times. Evidently, he's a very famous Spanish comedian. Um, the way Guillermo talks about it in the commentary, and I promise I'll stop with this after about an hour because I only watched half of it. They're interesting tidbits, though. He's like this guy when he, this played very differently in Spain because this guy's like extremely famous in Spain. He's like, imagine if again, this was 2002. Imagine if like Adam Sandler was getting his head scraped against a r- roaring motorcycle wheel. You know, that's the equivalent in Spain. That's cool. So, yeah. Right. Yeah, and you cool. like. Yeah, it's pretty neat. My question, though, is I I don't know much about motorcycles. I really don't. But I do know that the back wheel is the one that spins. Am I, am I correct on that, right? The back wheel is the one that spins. The first one does not. How in the world is he holding that man's head to the wheel and then reaching over to the far end to the throttle to make that thing spin? Okay. Um, That's I feel not. Oh, maybe okay. some bikes are front. I don't I don't ride a motorcycle. I think you would. Um. Fall. <laughs> or flip. <laughs> oh, good point. Hmm. I think all bikes are rear wheel drive. So again, just a dumb continuity thing that uh, that caught my attention this time. It's like, okay, this is really neat. They're gonna like, you know, he's gonna scrape his face against the motorcycle wheel. But how is that tire moving? Because I don't think that's physically possible. <laughs> I I want to say that the the motorcycle crashed out, so it's like kind of like wrecked to where it's the the back wheel still going. Okay. So, yeah. Well, that's mm. all right. I'll accept that as truth. <laughs> My fa- my favorite thing about this is, uh, Michael, I know you're familiar, but you're also probably familiar with Star Wars, right? Oh, yeah. I am. I like how they take Whistler out of like a blood bath of tank. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it does look like a back to tank. And I've just been watching Empire Strikes Back recently. It, yeah, it really looks like a back to tank. That's I've been watching good. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Same. Ah, I have not. So 
You should. I'm just, I, Amazing. I Fantastic. Love it. Great. Okay. It's wow. way better than Book of Boba Fett. So. <laughs> way better. All right. Well, I, so so we, we can just go to Whistler. He finds Whistler after dispatching of some uh, people who are snorting blood coke. Yeah. That nonsense. <laughs> I'm okay with it. I'm completely okay with it. Uh, just fine. It's perfectly fine. He releases. He releases a whistler, very very samurai style. You know, ritualistically slashes him down, and they brings him back to the bay blade base. Um, <laughs> the blade yeah. cave, as I called it. The, the blade, blade cave. cave. <laughs> I mean, it reminds me of the damn bat cave. It really does. It really does in this. Oh my God! It's the blade sheet. Oh, <laughs> oh man! <laughs> I mean, it's just that's just kind of what it is. It's like he's got his own little car in there. He's got his his butler with Norman Reedus, who's making him stuff <laughs> and doing things. Like it's very much like Batman. I again, I don't know enough about Blade to know if you know Scud is a character from the comics. I'm assuming not, just because the way that movies were, comic book movies were at this time, they don't really care about the comics that much, but. Doesn't matter to me. So uh, he gets. So we're back at the at the blade sheath. Gosh, that's really good. <laughs> he, he we meet our we we meet the aforementioned Norman Reedus as Scud. Of course, that's what you name your early two thousands uh, tech genius, Scud. Naturally, oh, yeah. as you watch his yeah, power that... and I like him. I think he's actually. These characters are usually obnoxious to me. I don't I don't dig this, but for some reason he really nails it. There's a a little bit of a balance. He's just annoying enough, but he's actually still kind of cool because <laughs> he's Norman Reedus. There's, there's a, he's got some Reedusness to him. So he, I, I kind of like a good job. Yeah. I mean, when does. I first saw this, I had no idea who he was. I, I hadn't seen Boondock Saints still years later, but you know, a couple years later. But yeah, so I mean, it was kind of cool. Like when I realized who it was, like, oh, I know this guy. <laughs> so yeah, we, before we he got learned, big. oh yeah, before he got big, yeah, before you know, obviously, The Walking Dead came a calling. <laughs> Whistler, of course, is dying because he's he, he's now without his bloodbath. How how can he possibly survive? I love how Blade just pulls out some ridiculous retrovirus serum he yeah, just happened to I, have in his pocket. Like, and Norman Reedus is looking at like, what is that? He's gonna, I mean, he's gonna, he's gonna shake the thirst in one night. I have issues with it. Like, if you have this, why aren't you shooting people with this? Yeah, how about you make more? Just make more and more. Like, stop. <laughs> you know, instead of shooting everybody stuff. with silver, maybe you should, you know, shoot some people with the drug that saves them instead. You know? Listen, we all know from video games that it's a lot of fun to turn the tables on your opponents by taking your enemies and making them your friends. Like in Bioshock. That is a <laughs> lot of fun. So Blade should play more Bioshock if it was out at that time. And then he may have had that idea. So <laughs> that, there's a couple things I, I can probably say. Uh, one is... I believe that was the plot for the first movie is they find a cure at the end and they find like two different cures. One where if you inject it into someone, it makes them explode. Yes. So yeah. good. And the other one, which is an all cure. And I think that's how the, the, the second, the first movie ends is where she's like, I'll give you the all cure. You can be human. And he's like, no, I've still got a job to do. But I, I think that's what, that. yeah, I think that's what he uses on him. And then two, I mean, I I think that way too. If some if I was a vampire and I really like being a vampire and some dude cures me, I'm just gonna go back to being a vampire. I'm gonna go <laughs> back to whoever turned me. Okay. And then just be like, True. hey, fucking asshole Blake keeps injecting us with cures. He just turned <laughs> me back. It's like, yeah. Yeah, I got you, bro. Here you go. Let me get you a little neck bite there. 
Yeah, that's a very good point. That doesn't yeah. make sense. And I forgot that he only had like the one of it or so or not. Like he didn't make it. It's been a while since I watched that movie. No, two, a year and a half. <laughs> it's been a while. Okay. It's been a while. Yeah. I, don't know, I just thought it was just funny. I was like, hmm, okay. You just happened. To, I, I didn't think you guys going to hear him. I thought I was just going to like at first subdue it so he wasn't as, you know, thirsty. And then all of a sudden he's in the sunlight and he's fine. I'm like, well, that, that went away. I didn't expect. So, yeah. Luckily tough. for us. Oh, as it is. And. Uh, luckily for us and the plot, Whistler is fine. He's good to go. The next day comes after Blade does some samurai stuff again. Uh, that was a big deal for Wesley Snipes in the creation of his character. As I mentioned last time, pretty sure I mentioned last time, Wesley Snipes had a lot to say about his character um, as Blade. And he really pushed hard to treat it more like a samurai. That's how he saw Blade as this kind of methodical, disciplined fighter or warrior, which is why you have a lot of these kind of you know, he's, he's got his automatic gun and he's kind of has it in this little pouch, you know, like his little ceremonial box, which actually, again, one more thing from the commentary, it's just a cigar, cigar box they found, but they locked, they thought it looked pretty on the side. <laughs> so they just, that's all that box is. And, <laughs> okay, that's and yeah, so you have a lot of those like ritualistic things he does and Whistler comes back, Whistler meets Scud. Clearly they don't like each other. There's no way that was going to become a marriage made in heaven. And, Turns out Whistler's been gone for years. But just until, just before they can actually become friends and really just reconcile their differences, an invasion happens. Ninjas <laughs> appear and CGI float towards the, uh, what do y'all think about this whole Was that sequence? part when they're swinging across the roof? Is that CGI? Yes. Probably. Oh, okay. Yes. I was thinking maybe they just had people who were actually were trapped. just swing. <laughs> no, 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 just... no. No, no, no. Okay. much cheaper just to put some video game characters and make them leap from the yeah no oh, okay that would have been cooler if they didn't do that <laughs> so uh, yeah they, uh, we have our we have a uh, a battle uh, a uh, very entertaining i think a sword fight where it literally was. just like joe was saying no one's trying to hit each other with these swords they're just clanging swords together to make lots of clangy sounds well, that's and because some dumb a, real, I'm here for it. a real sword fight, it won't be as interesting because there's a good chance that I think a real sword fight involves a lot more of standing back, waiting. You strike, you wait, you strike. I mean, you're waiting for that opening. You're not just going ding, 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 ding. It's not as cool, I'm pretty sure. No, I'm sure not. Now, I've never been in a real sword fight, so I don't know for sure. But my guess is you wouldn't be you would be waiting a lot more because every time you swipe, you're going to put yourself out for an att- open for an attack. Because all I got to do is deflect your sword and stab you. They do silly little goofy like downward strikes and then ballet tiptoes and I don't know, Joe. Did, did you what? How did you feel about this whole uh, sequence um, up to and including the horrendous, horrendous CGI? <laughs> yeah, it, it, I, I love. He uses his sword like a cane, and it's a really cool fight. It, it, it's a lot of back and forth and like really silly looking shit. You know, like him bending backwards and like him tapping the bottom of his shoes to block and. And then you have like weirdest moment because you can tell it's there where like the it, the camera shifts to the lights and it, I swear it looks like stop motion at some points where they're like just back flipping and like attacking each other. But yeah. uh, I, it's also a really silly movie thing to be like, oh hey look, we're gonna have uh, Wesley Snipes fight two guys in masks and then when they're done they take their masks off because we can't show who they are because of you know stunt performers. Of course, <laughs> of course, they clearly are. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean, and again. It makes sense. And again, the the idea of that these, you know, they're vampires, even though they're, I guess, I don't think fluorescent lights give off UV light because that happens all the time in this. I don't know. Anyway, you're right. It's really just UV lights have to be something special in this universe. 
to give I it don't off? No, I don't. I know nothing about light. It appears. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know enough to I, be I, able I, to speak yeah. to how UV light would work in that sense, like how you could get something that is the same power of sunlight. But yeah, eh, I don't for the movie's yeah. sake, I that's all I just it's, you know look at it. Fine. Yeah, it's got this really it's really cheesy. And again, that one scene, I think that you just mentioned, uh, Joe, where they're against the floodlights and it's just kind of the silhouettes and it's just these rubbery characters bouncing back and forth and flipping yeah, they're and very stupid, stupid looking. That's that's it's it's really bad. There's a part where he jumps and you can just see the CGI. Yeah. 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 I also love that the fight ends whenever she points his sword at his dick, because that's how most fights. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny, though. There's a couple different times where that happens in this movie with stuff where, like, there's some guy gets stabbed in the dick at one point, too. One of the guards. Oh, yeah. So no, not... that was in the beginning. Yeah, he gets he gets it right in the, the groin yeah, area, so which evidently in this. It was a thing. Evidently, in this fiction, you don't need to stab a you don't need to stab a vampire in the heart with your silver stake. The dick will do. So clearly, that's kind of how that works. But yeah, so you finish up and finally. This one always gets me these things, too. Why did they have to go through all this? Why did you go through all this fighting? And you could just said, hey, guys, don't shoot. We come in peace. Yeah, just I understand. Yeah, I know. We want to practice our we, we want to practice our, our flipping and flopping through the sky. You see, we've been training for this for two years as part of the ugh, blood, blood pack. <laughs> Stupid Goyer. Stop. Stop it. Stop it, Goyer. It didn't don't, bother don't me. Goyer. I thought it was cool. It was neat, but it's like ridiculous. It's, that's one of those. No, I agree. Movies. It's very 2002. This movie reeks of the early 2000s. Yes. They. I'm, however, okay. I will say the the uh, when when the director and the producers were were looking at this scene, they quick they read it. They quickly realized it makes no sense for them to come in and just start fighting without announcing. So what they do is you'll notice that Whistler shoots first. Yeah. And that's what starts sets us all off. If he hadn't shot first, they probably would have had a very peaceful exchange, Which but I not a believe. cool kung fu moment. So yeah. I can believe that because they're vampires. This is like their arch enemy who hates the fact that they exist. They hate him. Like I, I can buy it. Oh yeah, I mean, I, how many of their kind at this point? What's that? Oh yeah, <laughs> and and also I think there's a sense of we want to test them out. Like hey, let's see how we let's see how we do against this guy who we've been trying to kill for two years. They do pretty good considering they, they put a sword that. to his dick. So yeah, oh, yeah. It's like okay, I I give. <laughs> we're now treated to the first of our of our team i don't remember the name of the fella in this pair but i know the lady is nisa nisa or nisa i don't remember the guy's name either okay <laughs> no, we'll just call him we'll, t- we'll call him dude then just dude guy so just, uh, i don't know it didn't matter to me i would agree uh, guys would you agree that this is a movie filled with pretty good performances all around yeah uh, i think so yeah, yeah, yeah hit or miss i don't like bagging on actors i really don't because acting is oh, hard yeah. it's not a thing i know how to do and it's sometimes you gotta work with what you're given david s goyer does not write the greatest dialogue in the world we're all aware of this <laughs> but the actress who plays nisa is so bad so <laughs> so 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 bad Len- lenore valera Len- Len- lenore yeah i say lenore lenore valera my dear if you listen to this this may have been a pitch you can't hit and nobody could hit right i uh, who knows Maybe this just wasn't possible, but I hope you improved from this performance because she is so, so bad in this in this in this movie. I had that no problem. It's with astonishing. That. Wow. What? But okay. I'm also not a. I don't have. A, I I don't notice acting or things like that. I I don't think it jumps out at me usually in movies. But you do have a working pair of ears and eyes, right? <laughs> like you are yes. aware of. 
I thought she was just, I mean, to me, it just seemed like she was going for that type of aloof, not really concerned. That was that was the character. That's all I took. Her delivery of the lines were very strange and they were consistent. So it was definitely a choice. And she delivered. She has very little emotion. She does not connect with anybody. And I know the movie's trying real hard for her and Blade to start becoming an item somewhat, some way. It never worked. They, they sure they could try all day. They ain't happening. Those two have oof, no chemistry. Boy, yeah. oh boy. Joe, what did you think about this introduction? And at some points, we're gonna you know talk about the blood pack. But um, <laughs> am I alone? Am I alone in this? Am I alone in just feeling really bad for her? I'm like, oh, this honey, you're not doing well. You're, you're not. You're not doing well. This ain't good. This I don't. I don't. I don't usually notice acting. I know it's bad voice acting because I watch a lot of animated stuff. But, like, usually acting, unless it's really, really, really bad. But I also think this movie's, like, okay in general. So it's like, eh. Um. I guess, I guess, I'm an, I, I really like acting. Acting is, is, I oh. love actors. Also, she was nominated for the Aerial Award in 2005 for Best Actress. So, for what movie? Innocent Voices on a Fox, which is, I'm not even sure what the hell it is. Innocent Voices, yeah. 2004. And she was in Stargate Atlantis. <laughs> Stargate. <laughs> I don't so, think yeah, she I don't know. Was. I don't think she's a she's a working actress. I mean, she does work and she gets Yeah, there's a lot of stuff role. she's been on. Again, I'm not saying she's a bad actress. This role, I don't No, think no, she's... you're just I mean, this is also one of her really early roles, too. Yeah. yeah. It looks like and I think a bunch of her movies based on the name of being La Infante de la Beauty and Las Parasites yes. and Bouge and La of... CS. She wasn't English usually, so. Yeah. That so. that could be a lot of it, too. There's a lot of people that usually say whenever like uh, foreign actors do a lot of English stuff, like especially at the first couple of movies, usually don't like their acting, but it's usually because it's like they're trying to pretend to be American. Yeah, she's from Chile, so that could be a big part of it. That that was what they're. I I don't know. I mean, I I don't like. I I get where you're coming from. Like it was kind of like, but I'm also <laughs> the same person that didn't have a problem with Sofia Coppola in in Godfather Three. So I'm I'm a different type of person when it comes to movies. So. Yeah, yeah. Then that's maybe yeah. Ooh, I just great. it takes a lot for me to really notice like that's fair. Bad that's acting. Fair. That's fair. It's something I clue in on a lot when it comes. Well, you're to also film. you are what I consider more of a movie buff guy and a guy that understands <laughs> movies more at a level than me. That's like ooh shiny. No, like Michael, Michael, I'm an <laughs> asshole with a big mouth and a lot of opinions. I don't <laughs> don't. And then a podcast. That's why I have a podcast. So I mean, that's that's really all I do. And she was in Agents of Shield. I've never seen those, but she was in the second episode of the first season. She oh, plays God, Camilla Reyes. I have oh. no idea. I've seen the first uh, season, but got nothing. That's why I brought it up. Anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Oh no, I was. I was <laughs> it's nothing. So go ahead. <laughs> so now we meet the blood pack. We basically meet the crew of people who I just again, as always, just you know, named by facial descript, facial and personal appearances and. Don't bother to learn their uh, names. How um, do you but, like his Motley crew, the Motley crew of vampires? But before we go to the Motley crew, though, you skipped a little bit. They they get hella, they get heliported in, and uh, you're introduced to her father, the the, the vampire lord. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that all happens first, and then that's when you get probably yeah, the one one of my favorite lines in the movie, which is, uh, "Oh, hey, you have a human? Yeah, I'm not a vampire, but I'm worse. And what's that? A lawyer? And it's, yeah." <laughs> really cheesy line. I oh, yeah, love that's... this joke. Okay, before we, we watched Blade One back in a year and a half ago, I couldn't remember what movie had this. So I was waiting for this and waiting for him. Like, yeah, it's not in this movie. So you, when I saw that character, that actor show up, I was like, yes, it's the movie. And I, the joy that I felt <laughs> to hear my stupid line that has been in my head 
since I saw this movie back in 2002 made me happy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, it's so cheesy. It's good. I I, I kind of had a good dad joke grown out of like, ah, that's cool. Well, I do like the me, fact it has. Have, oh, you, have you ever dealt with a lawyer before for anything? No, uh, my wife has for some stuff. And okay. our the lawyer was horrendous and a shyster. Okay, I and I had to deal terrible. with custody before twice and with mm. a lawyer. And one was, I mean, she she was good, but just dealing with that, it's not, uh, you know, like I can understand when they're when they're on the other end of their job not to let you win. You yeah. really, really hate them. I'll just say that. <laughs> and I, I mean, I get it. Like, I, okay, I also watch a ton of like documentaries about serial killers, and I get it. It's their job. They're doing what they have to do. But just to like to understand it, like, yeah, I completely, completely get that line now. So, yeah, that's all. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. It's it's a very common, it's a very uh, well worn trope. But if if it's if it's true, it's true. I mean, there's nothing to say about that. But this is actually pretty cool. You meet, you go to the vampire base, which is super inconspicuous, large FBI style building in the middle of Prague. Evidently, like this is the secret base. <laughs> I can buy this. Because, I can kind of too. Well, yeah, here's, I'm gonna kinda. give you my 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 history reason is I think if I remember right, Prague would have been part of the Soviet Union, so you would have had people who did have a lot of money who empower military. So I could believe that there'd be military complexes that are still there that somebody's running and nobody's questioning, or it's far enough away from civilization. That's fair. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, again, I, I kind of I'm just I know making my own reasons, but that's how I took it. So, um, Joe, what did you think about this whole scene when we meet um, Nisa's dad, the weird Nosferatu-looking, you know, blood old elderly guy, dinosaur, dinosaur? I think I did write dinosaur, dinosaur vampire almost. That's how old he looked. (laughs) That that Um, is a yeah. That's it's a vampire man. It's a vampire man. You know, it's it's what I think it would be. (laughs) And of course, obviously, the the very silly of oh man, I'm here. I don't know if it's said earlier or later where it's like oh man. Are we sure this is a good idea? And it's like, oh yeah, because you know they're gonna fuck us over any chance they get. Which you know, we all we all watch the movie, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they knew it though, and I like it when they're like, "Why are you coming with us?" Always, and he just shows his he has all these you know de- all these bombs on him. I love that. I just do really good. Guys, no, he's, he's <laughs> I'm going down with the ship if I have to. <laughs> it, is uh is this also like the weird where they introduce they talk about how like the uh whatever the hell Novak is in like. Be, he'll take over the world in like less than a week or something. Yeah, that's how they get him to be involved because he's like, if they're killing you, why do I care? But then they explain to him that they'll be everywhere if you don't do something. Yeah, and I think they call them, is this where they call them Reapers too, which is actually a really good name for. Uh... <laughs> I like yes, it. it is. I think yeah. it's. I think it's really good for what it is. I think it it really does encapsulate what these characters are. I mean, they're just they're kind of like zombies, but vampire zombies in a way, I guess. Yeah, they're kind of. Yeah, that's a great way of putting it. They're vampire zombies. Yeah. So I, I kind of listen to like feral, feral vampires. You know, they kind of they're yeah. about feeding as opposed to dressing in really cool clothes and listening to rave music. They're really kind of <laughs> just and they're also, as we learned, they're kind of the mistakes like they they are. They're kind of the it's kind of the version 2.0s. We're really trying to get to version three, you know, so they're yeah, they're kind of these like little they're little monsters. I just don't understand how within the course of a few nights they go from like a dozen to literally thousands. That doesn't seem like it makes sense, but I don't know. Well, maybe you remember yeah, again, when that happened, you know what? You make a very good point. <laughs> although, although all I had to do was like breathe into someone's face or, you know, come <laughs> not wash my hands properly. And I'd get it as opposed to being my neck sucked dry from Reaper face. Blood. Yeah. But if you, if you think about it, you had a vampire type creature 
that and it's attacking homeless people and you're in a, you're in a bigger city oh, yeah. or going after oh, yeah. the unwanted, it wouldn't take long to, to wrap up a bunch. And they do establish it takes like 20 minutes for you to turn. So yeah, yeah it's I mean, not like it's a, it's not like yeah, it's a, I, I can buy it. If you go somewhere and there's lots of like, you know, homeless people, lots of things of that name, people that aren't going to be noticed that are missing things like that. You could easily rack up people real fast. Yes. Yeah, so we establish it takes 20 minutes for your turn. Once again, we establish it takes 20 minutes, <laughs> not more, not less, to transform into a Reaper. And that's why you must turn quickly and get rid of someone. Hmm. Yes. It's weird that you brought that up. <laughs> I didn't realize that it was stated it was 20 minutes because I was like, hmm, that contradicts something later in this movie now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Strange. But we're getting to... Uh, I, so uh, I have this one biggest complaint about this movie, which we're, it's going to segue into what Bill really wants to talk about, which is... Uh, the blood pack. Michael, do you like the blood pack? I do, actually. One of the I characters who is referred to as, I looked it up because, as Snowman, who is the only Asian guy in the group, is Donnie Yen, who is a renowned Asian. He's a Hong Kong martial art actor, and he does nothing this whole fucking movie, which is a shame. Yeah. He's a really good actor, and I don't understand why they do nothing with him. They do nothing with him. He he swings a katana around twice, and nothing happens. I'm wondering if it was cut, if there was something that would have been in there. Because, I mean, he, he must have been a bigger actor at, at this point, too. I mean, there's been some reason why they got him, and then they just didn't do anything with him. Or maybe I he got cut I, for some reason. I think they couldn't afford him. I think, literally, it's like you, it's like $100,000 $100, per backflip. That's all you're getting. <laughs> You're gonna cut, cut some guy in half, and then I'm gonna cut some guy's head in half, and that's it. That's all I'm gonna do the whole movie. I and actually, now that I'm now that you mentioned that, I think he was also one of the main choreographers. So he oh. may, I think he was, because I, I was remember I had mentioned that one of the choreographers is a legendary Hong Kong uh, yes. director. That it was, I think it was Donnie Yen, and I think okay. he was. So he spent most of his time actually chore, choreographing the film, and then maybe a few <laughs> minutes they're like. Man, we are like we need like a sixth in this blood pack. Do you mind putting on the suit and just doing le- next to nothing? Yeah, sure, man. I, I got you. I got you, Guillermo. Don't worry about it. This so. is also his first American movie, I think. Oh, okay. Huh. Because I'm looking at the credits, and maybe, maybe I'm looking at it wrong. He has a bunch of different movies, but okay, they all had Chinese titles too, except for Blade Two. So maybe I'm wrong. I'm not sure. But he did a lot of movies, a lot just, of shit. No, he's not in Endgame. Never mind. Yeah, this is not his yeah. first. Okay. Just to close the loop on it, he he was one of the choreographers, and they were so impressed with his work that they invited him to do a quick cameo. Just like, no, yeah, yeah, it, literally what I just said. Like, hey, do you want to throw a suit on and have a little fight, fake fight? Don't really fight anybody, but just fake fight. Sure. Okay. Cool. So, cool. Good call. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he didn't do many English movies before. If I'm, I'm I'm just like highlighting each one of the movies. Almost all these are Chinese movies. So he. He did very little English at this time. He might have done one other English movie, which was Highlander Endgame, and that's it. Then this. <laughs> Highlander. Okay. I like Highlander. Endgame's okay, but I like Highlander a lot. But, uh, <laughs> Bill, Bill, the blood pack? Oh, the disposable nonsense. I mean, just, I don't know, <laughs> Reaper fodder, because none of them are any. And I love the fact that they had trained for two years to hunt Blade. You get them in the in the dance club, which we'll go to, to the House of Pain. And they 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 are just completely terrible at what they do. None of them do anything good, except for Ron Perlman, who is a joy and a national treasure. Another person and, who if he got canceled for some reason, I'd be really upset. You no, had the good scene the where they part. argue, and he smacks him in the face. 
<laughs> it's really funny. It's so funny. And then he puts the bomb on his head, which is a ongoing joke in this movie. Yep, oh. that was where my line came from. Yeah. I, I think the weirdest part is Ron Perlman's first line in this movie is like the most racist thing <laughs> like I've heard this week. I know. <laughs> <laughs> this week. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Is that was that do you blush? Is that because I he said that. Is that what you're referring to? Yeah, I he, I, he said that. And I'm like, is is that a black joke? Like I, it didn't register. It my, exactly. I had the exact same thing. I'm like, I don't oh. get this. It is a it, it's a it's a, it's a it's a racist it's a racist joke, but apparently it's also a vampire joke because va- uh, vampires don't have blood flow, but he might because he's technically half human, so it's taken both ways. Okay, that's still kind of shitty. That I mean, yeah, if it is something that that could that is racist. I mean, yes, it, okay, for vampires still don't, but I guess two thousand two was a different time. We didn't really care as much. Yeah, I guess. I don't we're know. Edu- I, I we're yeah. educated, let's say. I mean, yeah. it 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 can't be as bad because it's never it's never brought up that he said it ever. And like there, you obviously something would say where it's like, oh, yeah, Wesley Snaps obviously said that's the worst line in the second movie. That's never come up either. So I'm assuming it might be considered racist or it might not. I just know I wouldn't say it to anyone. Well, I'm pretty confident that see, but I'm pretty confident at the end. That's the last thing Blade says to Ron Perlman. You blush. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so I don't. And that's why I just made. I don't know. It made. It didn't make much sense to me. So thank you for bringing it up because I was very confused by that line. Like, like, yeah. I, my first thought was like, is that is that like a black joke? But I don't know. It makes sense. Like, what? <laughs> why would you say that? That's ridiculous. It. It's <laughs> supposed to show that like Ron Perlman is the bad the bad guy. Like he's not a good person. You know. You you have. It obviously also none, of, none no one on the blood pack is also black except for the one guy that goes to recruit Blade, who I right. don't even think he's technically in it, or he's not. He's not in Ron Perlman's weird little gaggle of freak. No, he's <laughs> there, but he's not like in that shot that you're talking about. Yeah, because you meet him earlier because he's one of the ninjas with Nis- with Nisa. He's not in like yeah, they're all weird too. Like priest, I mean, they're just all strange ass characters. Yeah, just weird like video game characters wearing, you know, <laughs> leather and spikes and tattoos and it's fine. We, we're not supposed to care about any of these people and they're just here to to be um, part of the team that goes to the House of Pain. Evidently, that's one of the places where Nisa says we should check here first. Boy, am I glad they do. There's all sorts of creepy stuff here. All sorts of wonderful early 2000s uh, tech dance music, which just made me very happy and nostalgic. Um <laughs> I got, I got hit with all the nostalgia feels on it. What did you all feel about the House of Pain? As we, I like it. I think it's a cool concept. I mean, I think it's like. I mean, I know my wife thought she's like they did this already. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they basically did. Yeah, but I, mean, I still thought it was really like it's just good. I mean, it's different enough, but it also makes sense. If you're somebody who can only be out at night, you're pretty much a Walking Dead. Why not dance? You know, I guess you probably have a lot more energy. You probably don't immortal. get tired. I'm guessing if you're a vampire that you're not going to get tired like a human would. So you're just, you know, enjoying yourself. Yeah. A bunch of night owls, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I like in the beginning, they're like, they're having the, the, I love the fact they have a very involved arming section where they explain what all the weapons do. Like this one shoots out a silver nitrate and here's the, here's the little <laughs> flashlight that has a UV ray on it. And mm. here's the, and then he's got the little um, hand. What were those things like? The stabby hand things. That would... it, it, 
it injects something into their body that will blow them up or something, but it's it used never one does. time the movie and does nothing. Yeah, it almost does. And I'm like, come on, blow his head up. And no, then did nothing. And then all for them to go through. And when the fighting starts, none of it works. <laughs> it's all completely <laughs> ineffectual well, garbage. I think part of it was that the UV stuff, they don't use it because it would harm them. They don't even though like they show really quickly. The blood plaque does not give a shit about anybody else in, the, in this rave club. They don't when when the fighting starts, they shoot everybody. They don't give a shit. Right. They mm. make a comment of like they're all half bloods anyway. They're not pure. Yeah. I want to be yeah, like, but you I, guys multiply by biting somebody's neck. Like, yes, you're not all going to be pure. That's kind of how it works when you're a virus. You know? Yeah. But there's a really weird scene in this where I. I feel like it was a waste of like probably materials where they're like walking through and you're kind of getting a feel of what's going on to which, you know, people are making out with razor blades in their mouth. Yeah. And then there's a really <laughs> weird scene of like this person just getting their fucking back flayed and it's yep. in the movie for like no reason. And I think it's silly, but I, I also feel like the whole reason why they explain all the weapons and all this is that way whenever they fight the Reapers, they're like, it's like, oh, look, these guys are basically invulnerable. Yeah, yeah, and that's and it's it's definitely the intention. I just find it interesting that they spent all that time, which is okay because you want to, you want, and I don't think it's a bad thing, um, because you want to tell the audience, hey, these guys have a fighting chance, like they're armed to the teeth. We're going in. You didn't want them going in with like you know nothing in their hands, so it makes sense, and I think it adds to a lot of the fear of the Reapers, like you said, that they're really invulnerable. There's not much you can do against them except for the light, and the light's so funny because it's this little dinky little boop. You know, like ten dollar flashlight, <laughs> and of course it's not going to kill anybody. They're gonna, it's gonna burn the Reaper and they run away. Which Reaper deterrent? All right, that's fine. I'm actually okay with that. Which makes sense because um, it's not powerful enough. The idea right. of it is just like to stun you and then take you on other ways. Exactly, exactly. So this is all fine. I'm not nitpicking about that. I just found it kind of humorous. It's like, look at all this cool stuff. Damn it, none of it works. And <laughs> and actually, he in that scene where someone's getting their their back flayed for no reason and stares at the camera, you know, with a come hither gaze. I think they're getting their spine replaced because if you oh. look on the table, oh, there's like an there's an extra spine. Just oh, kinda, okay. You know, so you know, I mean, that was a weird do, part. I was like, what the hell is going on here? Same. It's, it's just trying to show like how not depraved, but like just the lifestyle that the the vampires live and what they do for kicks. You know, it's it's unnecessary. It's flavor. Evidently, they were going to shoot. A, they were going to shoot a bunch of scenes about uh, the private booths and what goes on in there. Kind of glad they didn't, because boy oh boy, you know it wasn't going to be uh, playing Candyland or you know Mario Kart. Hey, PG thirteen. Yeah, let's keep this uh, above board. You know, it's going to be heinous. I would have smiled, but you know, they're just cutting people open. You're like, I think there there is one scene. I don't remember if it's here. Where you see like somebody just feeding, you see vampires just feeding on a woman, like they're biting yeah. her wrist and on her neck. Yeah, Ugh, yeah they had more. And then just a lot of people just dancing along in a very crowded room. Again, like <laughs> I said last time around, the sort of party that everyone would like to be at at that time, but didn't really exist. So yeah, great. <laughs> Were raves not around in two thousand two like that? Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, that music was still a big a big okay. deal. I remember I remember that song very vividly. The one that they play through this uh, section uh, very vividly. Yeah, raves were a thing because raves were a thing when I was a teenager, and I was a teenager in like 2011 and under. So yeah, raves still existed. Okay, never been to them, but then again, I I wasn't that kind. Of, I didn't party ever. Uh, neither neither have I. I was not a, a rave uh, goer, but no. And then at the same time, when you have you have them inside the club right before all the action breaks out, you have Scud is in the van doing whatever. 
<laughs> oh, I did, there's a joke he, that I have to make here that only I, this was a joke for me. When Scud is in the van, he opens a box. And I don't know if you notice it, but the box he opens is a white box. That happened to be a FedEx Express box. Was <laughs> it really? FedEx, yeah, it's a FedEx, probably medium or large FedEx Express box. Yeah, huh. they mailed him donut. <laughs> right. He mailed himself I, donuts. Is what? I thought it was like a crispy. <laughs> I thought it was a yeah, crispy cream. But that box was a as a guy who used to pack hundreds of those boxes. That's a FedEx box. <laughs> I am not denying your expertise, sir. I I I am not questioning your credentials. But like Joe just exclaimed, they were crispy creams in there. There were donuts, nectar of the gods. As hey, he, he said. could have paid for priority overnight international and got it shipped. You are in a van that you drove to this location, <laughs> sir. <laughs> Why would you? I do mean, when you put down the address, you put a van next to Vampire Club. <laughs> yeah, look for look for the glyph that you can't see unless you have night vision. What? I the way I took it, is the, he, the he had it delivered and he was waiting till his takeout. That's how I took it. Right, because that's what one does when you want a delicious breakfast treat: is you get them shipped in from your neighborhood Krispy Kreme. I guess I don't know. What? That's so weird. Okay. I, I just saw the Krispy Kreme box. I didn't see the FedEx one. It's a FedEx box. I laughed really hard when I saw that. Because maybe, maybe they didn't want to spend money on the Krispy Kreme. Uh, oh, and for the record, there is Krispy Kreme in Prague. I really? Think. Yes. Oh. Yep, they're, they're, they're in Prague. So he could have just had them, you know, somewhere nearby. So funny. All right. I think it's Prague. I, I looked up Prague, unless there's a different Prague in a different state that's not the other country. <laughs> yeah, Prague, Texas. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> but yeah, so Scott's okay, hanging out there question. with Whistler. Krispy Kreme in Europe. Are there? Yeah, there's Krispy Kremes. They're in Japan. Okay. They're all over the country. They're all over the world. So yeah, they're around. But this is also 2002. So I imagine 2002, if you're going to go stick out someplace in Prague, you would fucking mail yourself donuts. <laughs> 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 I just, I'm just happy that I saw the box and I laughed that I recognized the box, and I was also upset at the same time that I recognized the box. I'm happy you noticed, so I can have a really good laugh at the concept of mailing yourself Krispy Kreme. See, so all of this came full circle, and I hope our fine listeners are enjoying this uh, back and forth as well. That is insane. All right, cool, Scud, <laughs> enjoying delicious late night treat, nectar of the gods, as he says. Even I guess not knowing nectar is liquid, but whatever. We'll just move on. Move on. Also, from I that. don't know where he would have ordered from because all these ones across the world did not open till after this movie would have been released. So. Yep, he might have shipped it from America. A bunch of shambling. You know what? When a bunch of shambling um, rave vampires come by and looking at, you know, you figure a couple of them are going to open late. Like, it's like a diner. Like, you know, uh, for some reason, they all come out of this one building at 5 a.m. So, all right, let's make sure maybe they have the munchies. Who knows? Yeah, I cannot find any that opened up because it has me all the different years. And none of them were before 2000. None were before that time. So I got nothing. Do Do you think a vampire would enjoy a good Krispy Kreme donut? Or do you think they only dig blood? Krispy Kremes are not that great. Why would you? I, I agree they're overrated, but I mean, I don't know. Because you were just talking about, Joe, I think whoever it was, saying, you know, if I'm just like a vampire and Blade is like throwing around these curing serums and I just want to turn back into a vampire, I just find a good bro and let him take care of it. But if I can't have donuts and enjoy that stuff, I may just stick with the serum. I may, that might... That might make the decision. I don't know. I just, I didn't get it. Like, Krispy Kremes are not that good. Wouldn't you rather have just some nice donuts at wherever you're at? Like, <sighs> look, <laughs> I, if, I swear, I swear, Michael, it, Michael, Mr. Michael, if you start looking up donut shops in Prague, we are going to have to. I did. Stop oh, no, I didn't show. do that yet. I did look up Krispy Kremes, and there were not, not. He would have had to have a shit from America at this time. 
So <laughs> he would have paid an insane amount for overnight, and it wouldn't have been a day because it it takes overnight is not this guy who worked at FedEx. It's not overnight for for over for when you do international very often because you know they can't. So it could it would have been about three four day old donuts that were packed in that box and shipped out. Joe, I apologize for this. I apologize on behalf <laughs> of Mike Alberton. He knows. <laughs> what what a, that, you know what's even weirder what a weird way for like a two-second joke just to be like oh yeah you could tell that norman reedus mailed himself donuts <laughs> to Prague because he knew he'd have to sit in a van for like 12 hours like what, what a weird like two-second joke that just throw, can be thrown away but you also wow. know they must have paid money for it too because the yeah, fact they show the crispy cream box. clear it's pretty clear that's a crispy cream box yeah i mean anyway there <laughs> anyway, let's uh, let's 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 ding 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 this shift back to. Uh, and there is a bakery called Old Deer Bakery, by the way, in Prague. That's where you should. I knew, it. I knew that was going to happen. I just knew it. <laughs> 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 All right, uh, number one, apparently, top ten donuts in Prague. There we go. Excellent. So uh, yeah, so basically, what happens here is we have so, like you said, we have Krispy Kreme and Whistler on the you know, outside covering their backs, so to speak. We have the team splits up. And here's the split up. I wrote this down. We have Tattoo Guy and Redhead. They <laughs> are team one. <laughs> tattoo Guy and Redhead, who are an item, clearly, at some point. They have, we have, who is this now? What did I write down? You have, you have oh. Hammer Time, as I called him, which is with the Redhead. Okay. <laughs> you have Priest, which is the weird, like, silver white guy. You have yes. Donnie Yen, who was like, why am I doing this? <laughs> so those are the main ones I want to say. Oh, and you have Chupa. Who is the guy from Fast and the Furious 1 who ends up hating on Paul Walker's character? That's who he... Yeah, that's where you probably recognize him from. Yes, okay, thank you. Um, (laughs) Everyone's outside doing their thing, and of course Blade is with uh, Nisa, and they're kind of scouring the, the club. None of this goes well for anybody. And you'll hear me say that over and over again as we talk through this movie. Nothing ever goes through good with anybody. There's no successes. It was terrible. Epic failures all around. (laughs) Nina gets a really, Nisa gets a really good jump scare when she gets, not attacked, I guess, but approached by Novak. It's great. Scud, meanwhile, gets attacked by a bunch of these uh, Reapers. This is the scariest part for me in this whole segment because the, the swarm of zombie vampires is really scary. Like swarms (laughs) of fast moving undead. Very, very terrifying. And uh, this is all really well. And the pacing is so good on this too. And the, and the way everything is paced here is really top notch. I forget what happens. Let's see. You have them the Reapers baiting them. You have the Reapers attacking the bus that Scud is in. And then him finding out that, Oh, sunlight will work. After he tries to shoot him and fails, and how they didn't get inside that bus and kill him, I got nothing. I really don't have anything for you. It was, again, really well done and scary, and you really feel for Scud. I think at this is the point, too, where you start to kind of like Scud, because he is really not up to the task. And has, and he never goes back out, as you'll see in the second suit I've seen. Are you not going out? <laughs> no. I'm staying here. Screw that. I, I also Once, didn't like not- understand why he shot the window that they hadn't broken yet because they're, I agree. they're like maybe weird. you shouldn't shoot the window that they're looking because they're just going to climb in after you shoot the window just oh. but again he, he doesn't know that the bullets aren't going to do anything yet no right? yeah, they didn't you know, find out yet th- yeah okay so i mean i was just like it was just like and they're just like they can't get inside his van and for some reason the guy that's trying to break into the front window has his whole face wrapped in bandages but only that one guy has his face wrapped in bandages <laughs> i'm like why is your face wrapped in bandages then he lights um, on fire. I'm like, oh, that's why his face probably wrapped in bandages. <laughs> um, I was just on. 
yeah there there's also a weird scene during i which is I hate to backpedal, but this is the, the really dumb thing in the the club when Blade's walking around. He meets the guy in the boa again, and the guy in like <laughs> you get a what seems like an actual honest laugh from Wesley Snipes because mm-hmm. he's like, <laughs> "Yep." There's this is uh, that really leads into a very good point overall for this film is that Wesley Snipes is having a lot more fun, and Blade <laughs> yeah. is having a lot more fun. In the first Blade, he takes it extremely seriously, and he actually discussed with the director. You know, he was concerned a lot of the angst was removed from the script. Um, He really liked that angst, that trauma. Um, He liked really acting, I guess. And Del Toro strips a lot of that out and says that we're going to have fun. Like, you can be serious, and but we're going to have a lot of fun. They had that great little standoff between Ron Perlman and and Blade where, you know, Ron Perlman's got the like the laser, the laser beam on his chest. And then Blade's got his on his and. And they kind of give each other an F you like your mouths, you know, F you to uh, it's really good. And it's really fun. It. Yeah, a lot of fun. It worked better than I expected. Oh, and then uh, uh, you were both you were both right. The guy with the tattoos on his face, because I, I remember specifically because his girlfriend yells uh, his name. His name is Lighthammer. <laughs> Lighthammer. <laughs> Lighthammer. Wow. Please. OK, <sighs> listen, Goyer. All right. Lighthammer. <laughs> can read those things over and not do it that's just you can't they can't be but i like mine better tattoo we'll, we'll go with that and this so is where you have of, oh, priest gets Sorry. bitten during this fight hammerman gets infected so they get yep. you're right they just they suck they really do suck yeah everything <laughs> falls to crap perlman does have a really cool moment where he slowly crucifixes you know this one reaper to the ground with his spikes and then very slowly and murderously chars into bits i think that's at this point it might it be is, later yes. but the um only reaper they kill yep. in this entire scene donnie um, yen has that one little sword f- oh sorry go ahead oh no you're good uh yeah this, yeah but that sword fight's really good um i was gonna say the the him crucifying doesn't also blade do that in the first movie because i want yep. to say like yes the ron perlman and uh wesley snipes their characters are, i think are actually a really good way of like mimicking each other you kind of have that towards the end, too, when Ron Perlman steals a bunch of his, like, equipment. And they're really good foils for each other during this movie, especially, like you mentioned earlier, the, the part where they're pointing lasers at each other and mouth off, fuck you. And uh, if it wasn't for the really dumb twist at the end of this movie, I, I thought they would pretty... It would be a bit of a better fight. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, the the, the stupid twist. The, the twist at the end is really dumb, and we'll get there. Um, It's yeah. well hidden, but it's it's contrived and silly. But at the end of this, like you said, um, so Hammer Hammerhead... Was was bit was bit. He refuses to admit it to Red though. Uh, Priest is got bit and he's he's not doing great at all. And <laughs> Ninja Guy takes cuts the Reaper's nuts off. Fantastic! That was really <laughs> gross. How he escaped that that little that that little conundrum. And, and don't then, forget, you got the Blade versus Nomak fight on the scaffolding for some reason. Yes. But we'll get there. I want to okay. just dine on a little bit about my favorite part of this movie, which of course is the Reaper design. And the way they set up their mouths unhinging into four different or three different flaps with this like living tongue thing that injects the poison. And it is glorious. And I'm sorry. I'm look. I'm watching this on a DVD. And by the way, the PS5 upscales DVDs beautifully, like really does. <laughs> I was amazed how well the PS5 takes care of the upscaling. I didn't even notice it. And I looked at that from a critical eye. I'm like, that's seamless. Like that really looks great. It still looks good. From a, it did. I mean, I didn't watch. I watched this on a TV that wasn't upscale uh, HBO Max, and it looked. It still looked really good. See, mm-hmm. I so I and 
I got to say, now every every movie or piece of media that has a creature whose faces unflap to reveal teeth and tongue has to owe a debt of gratitude to Guillermo del Toro and Blade 2 because I don't remember that ever being a thing before that. So Stranger Things, you sending checks over to him? Is that what you're doing? Because that's like <laughs> your characters. like Oh, the Demogorgon? Oh, yeah. Oh, any, yeah. Everyone's the Demogorgon got their face now Season 1 and Season 2. They moved on from that. I uh, I guess it's important, but it's it's like they're everyone's faces is unflapping these days, and I just every time I see one, I think of Blade Two. So I always yeah. like the way it looked. I still do. The generic enemies in Resident Evil Five also kind of have the same thing going for them too. Oh, so. Yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah. See. Yep. They all owe a debt of gratitude to Wesley Snipes's Blade Two. <laughs> Who would have thought you could draw a direct line? But yeah. <laughs> I said every time I see something like that in media, I think of Blade Two. I think of Reapers. It's it's an amazing effect, and it's such a good design. It does look really cool, and it's still so fucking creepy too. <laughs> gross. It's really gross. I mean, yeah, it's pretty terrifying. So, what did y'all think of? Oh, see, thank you. So, yeah, that's Resident Evil Five. Yeah. <laughs> I you know Michael Mike Mike just uh put up a in our in our uh, Skype chat here a picture of a random character in Resident Evil 5 with the face and his f- splits into four. Preferred the design of Blade, not going to lie. Blade yeah. did it better. <laughs> yeah. So better. <laughs> the Reapers are a really cool design. I mean, I've had conversations with them over the years with one of my friends were like this is just really cool what they look like and what the whole idea of them. It's just, you know, vampire hunters essentially that are vampires. And zombies. Oh, it's a really, really cool thing. Do you do you think Yuma de Toro was even trying? Do you think they were just like, just give us anything? And he's like, okay, here you go. They didn't, from again, what I've read, and this could, this could be um, conjecture, but or I could be wrong. They didn't want this. <laughs> the, studio, <laughs> the studio did not want this. And Why? he gave them this. Well, because Guillermo del Toro doesn't care. He's, he, that's who he is. But this makes the movie, movie better. Right, but his next movie was more of what studios wanted, which was Hellboy. Uh-huh. And Hellboy, yeah. of course, decidedly not this. I like Hellboy. I think it's a good movie. I've um, seen it. Yeah, it's good. I think it's good. So this was him just having fun and being gross and wanting to gross people out. So, and it's it's wonderful. It's um, been a different time, though, because like now I feel like, especially like after this movie, like you would have had the studio get so involved, like, fuck you, you're not doing this. We're taking over. I mean, WB well, yeah, is I mean, still doing that. Well, it's like it's Marvel movies when they didn't care. You know, we were still weren't we were in the MCU yeah. yet. You know, these were comic book movies where people had a lot more control, I think, and there was a lot less expectations. So yeah. anyway, cool. So, yeah, I mean, so what do you guys think of the cathedral fight? Because that's where Blade and Novak uh, square off. Not sure where Nisa is after all this, by the way. I don't know where she slunk off to, but whatever. <laughs> the script said um, exit left. Yes. No, <laughs> yes. Uh, Blade, Blade tells her to stay there whenever Novak uh, wobbles off. He goes, stay here, and he he runs after him. Oh, right, because isn't it because... The, oh, that's right, because the sun's coming up. They all yeah, have the sun's to, coming up. That's it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, 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 yep. What did you guys think of that uh, that uh, kung fu battle on the in the cathedral? I was singing, everybody's kung fu fighting, as I watched that scene in my head. That's Excellent. what that's what I thought of, because they're just doing all these kicks and all these cool things, and they're bouncing on the scaffolding, and I'm like, this is cool, completely unnecessary, but it is cool, still. It, it's, it's really off-putting, and it's it's true but it it's kind of like a different step from the first movie because like you get used to the matrix where you have like a dude in a suit and then you have a dude you have a dude dressed in all leather and they're fighting and it looks good and then in this you have you know wes uh wesley snipes fighting a guy that's literally just like a hobo who's like throwing up like kung fu guards and it just looks kind of fucking silly 
It's extremely silly. My first, my thinking was like, when did this like shabbling, <laughs> this shabbling, shabbling, shambling, that's it. When did this shambling, you know, like Reaper dude learn Kung Fu, like literally learn legit martial arts and understand how to do, you know, front blocks and like, when did this happen? But my brain said, shut up. You're enjoying yourself, aren't you? Well, my brain like, said I, I know whose son he is. So that, that erased all. <laughs> oh, my brain man. was shut off for this whole movie. My brain was shut off so bad for this movie. I'll give you all the funniest example towards the end. Go for um, it. All right. Yeah. But uh, my favorite part of this fight is the part where uh, Wesley Snipes puts on the knives and he does like the five punches. And for no reason, he pulls all the way back to give him the last punch. So ridiculous. It's such <laughs> a video game moment. It really is. It's such a Arkham Asylum like dopey thing that would happen. Yeah. Slow down, you know, slow down, zoom in. Yeah. <laughs> fine fine um, i can't you know yeah uh and then you have uh uh hib no novak just take it which i think is always like a really funny thing to, to watch where he just like ingests the explosion yeah um, yeah right yeah yeah it's just fucking weird <laughs> and weird. uh you have a sword fight where you know wesley snipes has a sword and novak has a big piece of just debris <laughs> a rebar basically a giant and, piece of rebar on a stick yeah, this is the part of the concrete sword he yeah, just pulls it out of the pulls it out, <laughs> runs around yeah. with it. And and blocking's not good for your sword. That's how you chip that shit. Trust me, I would know. <laughs> I always uh, wonder that, like, how much damage do these swords got taken? Well, yeah. I uh, I like to make a joke in movies like this where most weapons are made of adamantium, and they <laughs> they they slice through anything. They're they never dull. They they cut through you know pretty much everything. And it's just really fucking silly. Most most movies have it. They come out clean and they're they're perfectly they're perfectly nice. And then Novak runs away because of the light or something. Yep, because the lights the lights uh it's it's getting daytime, so he's got a he's got a vamoose. Gotta go, gotta go. So uh, we end up you know kind of like at the denouement after you know we kind of everyone's gathering together, even though it's daytime out now. Like why are they? I thought they were supposed to go home, but they're still yeah, but they're daytime. still inside like the the buildings yeah, that yeah, are protected. Yeah. This is when priest gets killed. Because he's starting to turn. Yeah, it's great. So so weird how he turned, and you mentioned this, and Hammer Time got bit, and he doesn't turn. But huh, okay, that's a very interesting point, right? I twenty minutes. We hear that, right? <laughs> we all heard that twenty minutes. Yeah, sure. And this is when you have, I think, when the movie really kind of becomes, in my opinion, a horror movie for a little while. This is when they find the sewer and they find the guy trapped in the sewer, one of the reapers and then you have a whole scene right before they even go down there you have a whole scene where they do an autopsy on him and i think that's also kind of a real fucked up part in a sense where they cut him open and they're you know showing you how the gut is always hungry like a zombie and just and the way that the that the, way, the reason why the stakes didn't work because there's a protective plate around his heart so you can't get to it, it i, I like think that. it's i think i think this fiction is really good but i michael i'm very appa- i keep saying michael mike i am i apologize i don't i'm appalled that you would skip past the moment when Priest's head gets gets scalped. When Priest gets scalped, <laughs> and you see his brain, and then his whole body explodes, leaving just one half of his head oh and a gosh. still blinking eye. <laughs> oh boy, do I love that so much! It's really good. <laughs> it's great. It's just wonderful, and it's, it's so useless point. and pointless. It's only there because people's heads exploding is is it, sorry in a comic book cartoony nonsense silly way is very funny and entertaining because it's your expectations being subverted and that's always good <laughs> just want to point that out i think it's I, great. I also think that it's a really good way to show that these things are really fucking impossible to kill yeah 
Yes. Like they do everything to Priest. They shoot him in the chest like five times. They cut his head off. But uh, I was watching this with my roommates, and one thing that I pointed out, it's like, well, that's kind of like how they do in most video games now, where you fight uh, monsters when you shoot him in the head. You know, you don't. Some people don't use all of their brain when they think, so just cutting off like a third of it probably won't work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's a very good point. I can say yes. you don't need your whole brain to think. So that's right. You don't. You can survive with. Because your brain, if different diseases will shrink your brain, you'll still be alive. So. Yeah. Radio, radio. So yeah, now we get to the point where we have the autopsy. Uh, Joe, what do you think of the uh, the autopsy? Uh, see, I love this scene. I think it's wonderful. I know you did. Gross. I thought of you immediately too. As you should, <laughs> as you should sir. I, I think the autopsy scene's uh, really good. Uh, it's really funny because like the whole reason why this autopsy scene happens is just to imply that also the dumb thing of, oh, we can't use, we can't just stake them in the chest, even though we're vampires and we have super strength, it won't work. And it also, when I think about it now as I'm talking, it kind of preludes to what happens later in the movie. Uh, and then you have the really fun scene of, uh, hey, check this shit out, where she cuts her finger and then she drops it and then he, his body convulses. <laughs> yeah, is it? It's 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 more cementing the the science and kind of the lore behind these creatures. Which Blade movies generally do pretty well. Remember the first one? There was a lot of cool vampire lore, right? And in the Blade Two, the you know, there's a lot of the lore behind the the science behind the Reapers is really good and fun, and it definitely brings more stakes. Like, oh, they they literally have bone around their heart. They're actually evolving and trying to figure out the weaknesses of vampires and solve those problems. It's good, which was very cool. What Especially the movie there? progresses and you find out what the Reapers are. Yeah. But you also, also have like been like what a one minute autopsy or something because you know the twenty minute timer's still ticking right now so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but um, I completely forgot too. You have the scene where uh, he he makes uh, Norman Reedus uh, crack his mouth open and he calls him a sissy. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's like I don't want to be here. Yeah, he's just like I just want to go and play with the technology and fix the car. I don't really want to. I don't want to do any autopsy stuff. This stuff's gross. I wouldn't want to um, do it either. I'd be the same guy. Like, I'm like, oh, I'll go mess with the computers, okay? You guys have fun. Look, <laughs> I can barely, like, clear a snake from my backyard. You're going to ask me to do, like, monster <laughs> autopsy? Like, that's, I'm a fancy gentleman. I don't, no, no, thank you. No, thank you. No, I'm, I'm good. When it comes to, like, anything with blood or anything, I'm, I'm walking the other way. Bye, see ya. I'll tell you a very I'm, quick story. I promise, very quick story. When my, <laughs> first son, my first son was born, we went to the doctor, you know, beforehand, and they're showing you how to, like, you know, like the procedure, like not procedure, but they uh, here's the room you stay in. And somebody asked like, oh, and the husband can cut the cord. And like, Mr. Tucker, are you planning on cutting the cord? I go, no, literally, this is what I said. I'm like, no, 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 I'm not cutting anything. I'm not qualified. <laughs> I, <don't cut. laughs> I go, I go, that's your job. I said, that's your job. That's what you get to do. I'm not. No, no, thank you. I literally told a doctor a medical professional with a PhD. No, no, thank you. I'm not cutting anything. That's your job. <laughs> that's what you get. I'm paying you to do that, sir. <laughs> a lot of money, so, too. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's like when you get like fajitas at a Mexican restaurant. They make you build it yourself. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, you build it. You build the whole meal. Like that's the what? Why do I? I have no part in this construction. I can do that at home. No, no. You build it all. You deliver it to me. And then I ingest it. That's how this exchange works. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> I can't remember if I cut my sons or not. I do not remember. I, I, I wanted nothing to do with it. I was like, listen, I'm just... pretty sure I want. I just I cannot remember at all. It's been too damn long. 
hey, listen, if that's what you did, and then I listen, I respect respect for the cord cutters, you know, like solidarity and all that. Now you're making me think, and I cannot remember. All I remember is playing Metroid Prime before he was born. And <laughs> I don't remember. Some things don't change with Mike. Okay, you'll, ha- <laughs> you'll have to you'll have to come on my show for the Metroid series when it eventually uh, happens I think in I, three years. I think I was. I know I was playing Metroid Prime for sure when he had meningitis and we were in the hospital, and he was. I know I was playing because we were we were there, so I was playing Metroid Prime. I do no, remember no, that. Yeah. It's me. <laughs> I lost my train of thought. No worries, man. Well, here, let me see if we can get again. Steer, ding, ding, this ding, is ding, when ding. you go to the sewer. This is the beginning of the sewer entrance where they they go down the sewers, and this is what I was saying where it really feels like a horror movie because they're creeping into the sewer. They decide to split up, and it's just this is what, and this is also you have a small scene right before this where you have Scud and Whistler making the bomb, which is going to you know, come up very soon, everybody putting on their real cool armor. And again, it's so weird how, you know, I even noticed they're, they're going to the sewer during the day and they're armoring up. So it's weird how 20 minutes go by real slow in this world. I know. <laughs> I know. It's very funny. Now you mention it. Yeah. And I love the suit and I love the suit up, suit up moments, you know, they're all getting cool. And I'm like, and I don't know where they got this armor from, by the way, like where did the, all this come from? This custom fit, like shiny latexy armor. Like, where did this all arrive? I guess maybe Whistler has a bunch of stuff in his uh, back in the cave somewhere. He's just going to trot it out just for this uh, situation. Again, well, I, it's, a, it's a, a movie, whatever. I mean, I, I, I would assume the idea is, is that that was, that was the armor they were supposed to wear when they fought Blade. That's probably what it was. I whatever. guess. I yeah, guess. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, because I think Nissa and the other guy were in the, the weird ninja armor. So mm-hmm. I have a weird question that both of y'all can hopefully answer. Why does Blade inject himself? With serum, what is that? So he's not hungry. That's the because he as as part of his vampire self, he he does thirst for blood. Like he has a blood thirst, the thirst as he calls it all the time. And the serum quells the thirst. That's it. It makes it so he doesn't want to drink people's blood. He that's what he does. Oh, uh, so he doesn't drink like blue gogurt from like a tube that he made himself. <laughs> no, he not like the old vampire. He's not eating blood jello, you know, in, in carefully cut up squares. No, he doesn't do that. Oh now no! He, that that's the plot for Morbius. Well, that was in this movie even, too. The uh, oh, was that earlier that we skipped that we didn't need to talk about where he was at. He's eating blood. <laughs> yeah, we don't do much. Yeah, it's more just. Oh, you know, Mor- I have no Morbi- idea. I don't need. I have not seen Morbius, nor do I plan on seeing it. Mor- Morbius drinks uh, fake blood that he that he invented himself. That's why he's a Nobel Prize winner, and it looks like blue goat. <laughs> oh well, <laughs> fantastic! When does he say it's Morbin time? <laughs> no, like oh no, at the end of the movie. Okay. Oh no, that's not a real thing. Oh, that's real? You weren't joking? No, it's not real. Okay, I was going to say, like, oh my god. I heard all the memes that are going around, so that's why I was curious. Perish the thought. He does do a vampire Kamehameha, though. I will admit that, and that's the part where I lost it in the movie. (laughs) That sounds really great. (sighs) All right, so, yeah, so they're getting suited up. You know, there's a lot of little more character beats. I do like the moment between Whistler and Scud. Uh, They kind of have this little come-together moment, you know, like... Again, little father son kind of we're uh, we are we are men and we are colleagues of a similar ilk. And uh, they make the the they make the uh, light bomb, which is ridiculous, as is the box of light bombs. Because why ha- want to have one when you can just have like 50, 20 in a box with a timer. This leads to a very tense, like you said, Mike, uh, Mike, where it is like it's a horror movie in the sewers. And um, there is some tr- there's attempts to create some character beats and some relationship between Nisa and Blade. It fails. Not worth talking about. Moving on. Uh, this doesn't. And they also are armed with pheromones. So you, <laughs> this is odd. This is odd. My uh, Michael or Joe, either you guys can team up on this. If you like, 
if you had the following tools in your arsenal, a thing of pheromones that is going that will attract the reapers because you pulled it out of the glands of the autopsy. Cool. And you were able to synthesize it into something fine, whatever. And yet a box full of bombs that had to be like manually manual I don't know why they couldn't just remote detonate this. Clearly they had the technology, but whatever. A, would you say, hey Scud, Scud could Instead of the plunger that looks like you pulled it off of like a toilet assembly, you know, like, could you just make this like a remote control? Like the thing that you made that goes in the back of Ron Perlman's head that has remote control, right? Take that remote control yeah. and just make that thing. Because what you could just do is like three little, you know, two teams into the sewers, drop it into a big area, spray, start spraying the pheromones. And when you hear them while walking, hit the button. But no, that would not that would not then allow our entire get team the to cool die. scenes of them sneaking around and them getting attacked and <laughs> using the grenades where I mean the I, I really like this stuff and like the scene where he's where Blade is just above all the Reapers and shooting them or the part where they walk into the pool and he's like you know and he realizes it's a trap and the other guy just gets massacred and dro- and dropped and pulled into the water and just ripped to pieces blood. I mean, it's cool. I don't care if it's logical, Sim- but it's cool. <laughs> yeah, Sim- I agree. simple, qu- simple question because you know it, it's it's been like a two years. It's a two years, so spoiler warning, spoiler warning for everyone. Bill, why didn't Ant Man just go up Thanos's butt and just you know get big? You know, there's a lot of questions. That's that that people R? could have done. That's or X in America. That I never thought of that, and that would have been a better solution. That would not. <laughs> that would have been. That would have fixed everything. Hmm. I guess they weren't thinking they they weren't thinking it through. Well, you know, tattoo is turning into a reaper slowly but surely. Um, and waiting for the best time to do so. By the way, in the most atmospheric way possible. I, I do mean, like look, it when he turns and kills. Who does he yes. kill again? This one of the he random kills, guys. No, he kills. He kills Donnie Yen. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, so, I, he's like, I had enough acting. I'm done with this movie. <laughs> but um, <sighs> yeah. So th- he kills Donnie Yen. Um, and we can just take each moment on its own because everything gets cut between these different three teams that have kind of split up. And obviously that's just for tension. All of this tension, by the way, and I agree <laughs> with you, Mike, this is all fantastic tension and it's really great action. It's obviously a better movie than them scurrying like through the through the tunnels. I'm just being a, I'm just being a jerk. No, you that. brought up a logical point that I didn't think about, which makes this part a lot dumber. And Ant-Man up the butt of Thanos is like the most logical thing I've heard all day. So listen, we, yeah. I, we, all, we all have good ideas. We all have great ideas. These guys don't, though. And this all is obviously destined to fail. I what? think there's actually a, an attempt here when Tattoo Face goes after Red. Um, I wish there was more time spent with them, but this is a Blade movie. We're not going to spend a ton of time on every character's motivations and relationships. No, they don't. They're just throwaway characters. I mean, the yeah. blood pack was meant just to look cool. I mean, this is before the time where they would have had all the all the toys that they would have now. They were just there to look cool and be in a scene and, you know, probably in the trailer or something and make you, you know, go watch the movie yeah. and then that's it. Yeah, and but I do think it, it is effective because there is it, there is established a connection between the two of them. And when she realizes the only way she's going to stop him is to find a manhole, walk up, you know, run up the, the, the ladder and undo the manhole so they both kind of Romeo and Juliet that kill each other or kill themselves. It's kind of sad. I had a moment like, oh, man, that sucks. Wait, you know, I had a moment. Did you get that from that, Bill and Michael? Mike? What do you mean? I got that as a, her. she was running up the ladder trying to escape, and she fucking forgot it was daytime. 
That's not what I got from that scene. <laughs> no, I, I actually I caught it. I read it as she knew exactly what she was doing and knew she she knew she wasn't going to be able to. I guess they didn't give her a they didn't give her a, a light bomb. I guess so. She figured the only way she probably I I took it as I'm dead regardless. I don't want to become one of them, and I don't want the person I love to stay as one of them. So this is my solution, and that's how I took it. Yeah. I didn't take it as dumbass. I forgot what time it was. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. It can't be true. I wouldn't be surprised with this movie, but I, I, I took it as like this little Romeo and Juliet moment because um, they took yeah. the time to establish the, the relationship. They really did. So it was a little moment. I had a little. I was like, oh, man, that's that's sad. But nobody else that I really care about, especially Chupa, who spend who wants to get his revenge. This on is Whistler. stupid. Yeah, Why? because since, Blade, since Priest died, Blade should lose somebody too. So his solution is we're going to take Whistler, beat the shit out of him in a tunnel full of things that can kill us. And that's going to be our solution. We're going to beat him slowly, but we're going to make sure we give him enough time to activate that pheromone thing before we start fighting. So, yeah. Very short-sighted, sir. I mean, I he's, he's that, that's the guy who built the things. I mean, I know him and Scud did it, but... I don't know. That's where you got your I, cool tech from. It is cool, though, when at one point when he's almost about about to kill him and then the Reapers come and just murder him instead. Like, that was cool. That's great. Partner didn't That's understand. They make a comment in this part where they don't that they don't need night vision to see yet earlier in, in the club. Nisa is using a flashlight to see. So I was a little like, hmm, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> <sighs> movie, movie. You can't even follow your own lines like this. It's going to take 20 minutes to change. Oh, 20 minutes. Huh? Instead of just saying like they change quickly or they change within a few hours. No, we give you exact time. Then we go <laughs> throw that out the window. Yeah. Also, weird fact about this movie. Uh, I don't know if you all have noticed, but I think it's actually a pretty cool detail that they put in this. Um, when the vampires explode, they explode orange. When the reapers explode, they explode blue and a little more chrysalis. Oh, I did notice they explode blue, but I didn't. I didn't I, I, I assumed that was just to, uh, to differentiate between the two two uh, types. So, but yes, it's I did cool notice they, it is a cool detail, and they and their explosions are more violent. Um, where, <laughs> and you well, except for Anissa, of course, who flakes away beautifully and lovingly. Um, most of the time, they're usually like exploding or crumbling when they are dispatched. But yeah, no, I, it's a little more violent too when they when they go. They kind of pop, which is really satisfying. Yeah, um, and then of course, the finally we you know are. The guy whose name we still don't know, <laughs> the other ninja, uh, he he bites it like you said, Mike. That's very, a good death, though. Yeah, he just gets <laughs> yeah, dragged under cool death. Yeah, it's that a, was one of my favorite parts. Was and then where he drops the grenade and he waits, and then as the grenades going off, the reapers are popping out of the water, and he just slices them up, even though they should be burned. But I don't care. It was a really cool scene. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, this is illogical because it's not how you already proved this work. But I don't care. It's cool. Just cut them up. Uh, and then being chased by Reapers is just, I don't like stuff like this normally. Yeah, and scary. you can confess, as you know well, Bill, but this was mwah, just watching them run down the hallway. And then the part where he runs into uh, Ron Perlman, he's like, hey, I left the, the detonators back there. And he's trying to start. He's like, oh, did I mention the lever stuck? Like, always so good. Yeah, always trying to trying to get him. He just can't the, stand him. And like he takes all the pheromones and runs off with the pheromones and sprays himself down. He's like, you know, come get me. And just just to save Nisa, which doesn't really fit the character. But fine, whatever. I don't care. It's just a, I really like it. And the fact that he's the only person that can, you know, survive the bomb because he doesn't get hurt by sunlight. Why he didn't just drop a grenade like a little bit before. Maybe you know, cut down the amount of people that are trying to kill him before he set off the bomb. But hey, whatever. It's still very 
cool. He, I think he kicks the bomb finally to make it work too, or something like that. Something like that. He hits with the hilt of his something like yeah, that. That was cool. Doesn't I, doesn't Blade I also like... have this really wonderful moment when he lights off? I think his first uh, blood or uh, light bomb. Something like you do not know who you are fucking with. Like something <laughs> yes. like that. Like yeah, something, like that. something so yeah. stupid. And then and he just throws it into water. Bloop. <laughs> bluesh. I really um, like these grenades too. They are cool. They are super cool. They uh, look like holy hand grenade. <laughs> It's a holy hand grenade of Antioch. And I, I do like the effects of him setting off the bomb because he doesn't, you think he would have told them, hey, I'm setting the bomb. Like, you guys might want to, you know, get cover. But as he, after he sets off the bomb, like, a little bit later, when you see Ron Perlsman character, you see he's missing part of his fate because he got mm-hmm. burned off in the because he wasn't secured in the bomb where Nyssa happened to be underwater, so she was safe. Yeah, because, yes, well, that's exactly right, because UV light can't go underneath water, right? Like, if I'm swimming underneath water, I can't get sunburned. You can. Because UV light... Yeah, of course, of course, I can. That's my okay. point. It would, would have saved her, destroyed her, regardless. On <laughs> being underwater is not going to prevent you from UV fire. You know, I didn't and, think about and, that until you not, mentioned it just now. I went, oh, yeah, I used to swim all the time and get sunburned. Wait a second. Of course you do, because 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 water does not block UVs, UV light. If that Doesn't were the case, sun. If yes, it actually does, because it's like water is like a reflective. It's a reflective yeah. material that also passes through light. Where if that were the case. Me? If that were the case, you wouldn't need sunscreen. You just get wet all the time, and you never get burnt by the sun. So that was a silly thing. And it's also silly that the uh, light comes around, turns corners like fire. Like yeah, I was going to say that too. Fire, <laughs> UV fire, evidently is what this thing. Produces. Well, it was a bunch of explosive, wasn't it? Attached to explosive. Well, no, and then it would have burned. Then it would have blew up blade. I didn't think about that. Okay. No, no, it's it's just light bombs. It's not fire. Yeah, like, it's light. It, yeah, he, he Blade is saying to just turned on like thirty flashlights at once. <laughs> basically, basically, yeah. but it, light doesn't <sighs> bend around. Light won't bend around a, a, a something like that. It wouldn't. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't work. Like I, that. I get what you mean. It. it, does, it does, I was gonna say that too. It doesn't make any sense that it 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 clears out the entire sewers. Yeah, exactly. It's like uh, something out of Bomberman. Like it doesn't work that way. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> anyway. I guess he had enough little, you know, fire upgrades, so he was able to make it go all the way around. <laughs> there you go. And you have a small scene where after that Nomad gives Whistler a ring and whispers in Whistler's, you know, ear what the truth is, and doesn't kill him for some reason because, you know, why not? Movie's got a movie. Blade Blade gives Nissa blood because she's dying. Which, okay, fine, whatever. <laughs> and then while he's doing that, while he's saving Nissa. He gets shocked and then captured. And so does Whistler get captured. This part was kind of like, I mean, I remembered all this because I remember the movie, but I'm like, okay, that, that doesn't, yeah, they like shocking people in this movie or in Blade in general because it doesn't get shocked in the first movie too. Remember I think right? so. Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. They just yes. shocked the hell out of him. Yep, they shock him. Yeah, this is, so this is the scene you're mentioning when they, he ends up in that video game chamber that, that can absolutely have no possible use. Is that where they have all the little embryos? Yes, that that all comes up. There's a bunch of stuff that yeah. You have the blade. The blade team isn't it. It starts off when Nissa wakes up in in the father's room, and and this is when I think she. I don't know. She doesn't find out yet about Nomad, but he kind of talks about how yeah that it was all a trap and this and that. And this is where blade the blade team wakes up in a in a big open vat with a blood pool surrounded by guys (laughs) pointing guns at him. Yeah, right. Which they've had guns pointed all the time. Like you think they're like okay, we'll just do like no, it's just. And this is when you see the vampire embryos. And this is when he ta- this is when the vampire guy talks about how he created Nomad. It was a failed experiment, but one day they'll be daywalkers. Right. So I had a really 
really egghead moment at this moment because like i said i turned my movie off i turned my brain off for this whole movie and he go yeah he's like oh yeah you know novak is my son i look over at my room and i go who the fuck is novak (laughs) (laughs) he he looks at me and he goes are you serious i'm like yeah who the hell is novak dude he's like the vampire guy the, the guy with the bald head Oh, <laughs> so I had a really, really brain dead moment there. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's like, listen, you know what? I, I if you ask me in two weeks, what's the name of the lead Reaper in Blade 2? I will probably not say Novak. I'll say something else. I'll be I don't really know. So Novak don't feel, Nomac? I might be Nomac. I've been saying Novak. Nomac. I've been saying be no- the V, but I don't really care. I, think it's <laughs> I had it with subtitles on, so I should know, but I wasn't. I didn't give a shit, to be honest, though. <laughs> I, I love just the fact you had your little in my head. So I love the fact you had subtitles on it, and I know that's how you watch movies because mm-hmm. you really want to capture all of this delicious dialogue, right? You just want to savor just the great. flavor because you get things that aren't sometimes in the movie, like the person talking off screen or something that you can't even hear. I love it. That's pretty cool. I watch everything with subtitles. Everything. It's just uh, I watch it. Yeah. I know a lot of people who do. Yeah, I watch. It also I watch works the... great when you're editing, which I was <laughs> not doing during this, unfortunately, because I can't for movies I watch for the show that I actually watch legit. <laughs> and it, I, watch, I mean, I watch movies with subtitles because uh, me and my friends talk over it and make fun of it half the time. So, that, that's <laughs> what I do. yeah, that's always fun. I just like subtitles. So yeah, that's all I got. Yeah. And then you have this where Nissa gets all mad because she finds out what he was my brother and you didn't tell me. And 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 I was wondering here this part after she runs away, um, Blake pulls the remote out to blow Reinhardt's head because they make a comment how they took all his stuff. Wouldn't they have taken the remote too just because? You yeah, I mean, where was he hiding that in in, in his butt along with Ant Man? Like, what was he? Where was he? Where, where did he, where did he stow I mean, that? He his hand going his ass. So I don't. I mean, he was wearing those those his uh, his tight pants. So I don't know. Maybe yeah, exactly. But I thought the same thing. Like, like, why didn't they just take that too? I mean, you think if you're taking everybody's weapon, you'd be like, oh, you know, since that remote doesn't work, we'll just leave it. <laughs> maybe that's for his, maybe that's for his Apple TV. I don't know. I mean, what what harm could this thing be? And especially it's just a weird little scene that he still had. I mean, again, it's just movies, you know, movies got a movie, but I thought it was funny. I, I, I did laugh at this scene because I remembered this where Reinhardt pulls it out of the back of his head. He's like, see, it's useless. And then this is when Scud goes, I betrayed you the whole time, B. Yep. Yep. Scud <sighs> was the, yeah, a, a young man who spokes 35 joints in the process of this movie. And watches Powerpuff Girls while I guess that's not a big deal. <laughs> Thank you. I uh, forgot about that. I, I, I like I how there's tons of scenes of Powerpuff Girls are always on just throughout this whole movie. There's even parts where he's not even like he's not even on. The, like one of the vampires will look at like what the fuck is this? Like it's just always on the background. It's just hilarious to me that it's there. I mean, okay, so I guess Powerpuff, but yeah, you you uh, you trust the person that you uh, befriended who calls himself Scud turns out to be not so trustworthy. But of course, oh, go ahead, please. Oh, yeah. Apparently, the reason why Powerpuff Girls was on the whole time is because the company that made Blade also had the rights to the Powerpuff Girls. So they just had it on the whole fucking time. That's good. Yeah, that yeah. made sense. Okay. Makes sense. Stupid, cool. but it does make sense. That's fine. I don't know, whatever. I think it's a, it's a nice little uh, dichotomy, I guess, or a nice little, uh, you know, subversion. And then, you know what? I've As never, a guy, yeah. I got to say that I did not realize this when I when I did my edibles in Vegas. Playing doc- something colorful, I understood that reference. Now I, I had a guy, I, I had a friend who used to get high all the time. He, he told me he loved watching cartoons, so it makes perfect sense. Oh, like the, the apparently when you're high, cartoons pop. are much more like because all the colors and everything, and you it's much more exciting for you when you're high. <laughs> so I didn't watch cartoons. I played Donkey Kong Country too for my one experience, but 
it was cool. <laughs> so that's what I think Powerpuff Girls was on to because he's high the whole damn time. He's fucking smoking joints. Yeah, so he turns out to be no good and be a bit of a jerk face. Still good. It, it works really well. Oh, it doesn't work well for me, and I, I'm curious how y'all feel about it. Is I forget. I he that's right. He uh, Scud grabs the the head. He grabs the bomb. He grabs the bomb, and then Blade goes, "Just you know, it does work," or something like that. Hits the button, explodes him like in a Monty <laughs> Python, just goofy. Well, he has the whole line before that. He says two things. One, I knew you, I've been on to you the whole time yeah. since you joined them. And two, the bomb works. And he blows him up. You think at some point when you said I'm on to you, you said, oh, maybe I should throw the bomb, not hold on to it. Yeah, he they cut to they cut to Norman Reedus kind of like shocked a little bit. Nice little bit of, you know, facial acting. And then he hits the button. Here's the question. How did you know he was on you the whole time? Blade is very good at this. He is very good at always knowing. He's always two steps ahead of everybody for no reason. And we have no, there's no good reason why you have been onto him the whole time. And there's no way that you didn't build that bomb. Like, how did you know it really does work? Like the fake MacGuffin. How did you get this thing? Like, you weren't sitting there tinkering with it next to Whistler. Obviously, Scud is the one who made it because he's the Maybe one who's Whistler talking about at it. it. Maybe he, well, then, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. It was attached to his head the whole time, right? Yeah, I, and Whistler didn't come till later. And it's not, he did yeah. like the, he didn't do like a, you know what I mean? It's a very writery, very scripty thing, right? <laughs> I didn't it's, think about that, but yeah, you, you're it's right. It's a thing you write, but you don't really think about. You just want to move on to the next scene. And you know, us breaking down just, this movie is making me like this movie less, and I'm not okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> not for me at all. I like it in, in, in spite of all that stuff. Uh, I still things. do. It's just funny you're bringing up points. I'm like, hmm, that's stupid. No, no, it's just, yeah. I'm, and I'm actually looking for someone to say, no, 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 it's, you know, XYZ led to that. Because maybe it was in the text, and I just didn't notice it. But, no, I don't um, think so. You, he wow. just, he just says weird. it at random like, time. Why would? Yeah, there wasn't two. Was there two buttons like a gar, like a garage door opener? Like, oh, I suppose hit he A. Does so something with the remote that then activates the bomb. Like he, it, but it's, I don't know. But how would you know that was the thing? And for that to be the case, the person who made it had to have that little fail safe in there. And I know Blade, you didn't make anything. But movie's got a movie. I know. I know. Movie's got a I, movie. I know. <laughs> I, I, this is what I do. And then Dolls, they shock him more. They let him kill Scud, and then like, okay, I guess we'll shock you some more. Then they finally shock him. You think they would have started shocking him, you know, like when he first started talking, like just shock him. But no, we're gonna wait till he blows up the guy, then shock him. Yeah. Well, and again, they need to shock him. They can't kill him because they want to harvest all Which of makes his sense. organs. To hey, here's more data we're getting. That, that's yeah, that that's seems logical. It's kind of like kind of like Black Widow, right? Wasn't that their whole goal? We're gonna take apart her brain. Yeah, cut open her head to see what yeah. why she went the way she did yeah yeah see so it's very similar see black widow owes a debt of gratitude to <laughs> to Wait, blade two what, what have you seen black, you black widow florence yeah. Pugh's character gets tied down to a table and they're going to cut her head open at one point because they want to know why she was able to resist the drug or something like that yeah oh that's weird i don't remember i then again i didn't pay attention to a lot of attention to that movie it's on so. disney plus go watch it yeah i it's, did watch it that's what i'm saying i don't <laughs> it's go watch it's it now it's extraordinarily average, and apologies, Helena. I know you love this film, but um, you know we had this conversation already a couple weeks ago. Yep, so the episode um, is, we'll be live at this time. So, oh, neat, very good. Because I changed my um, dates around. Aha. So anyway, so they, um, so we're kind of all leading up to these final confrontations, right? We have the the operation table where they're going. They put those spikes through blades, uh, wrists, a series, yeah, which, a series trademark. Uh, that hurt me. Mm. Oh, it that's got to be so painful. 
I can't. It's so ah. Oh, it is really. It is never pleasant. And these actually like had these little spikes that stick out and mm-hmm. smoke down. Yeah, so it would lock it in, so you can't just pull it out. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. I did not like it. No, nope. not like it at all. And he's not even on that table that long. They, they do the steaks, and then it cuts <laughs> to Whistler, who gets. I can't remember where he is. I know he gets out of handcuffs, but I don't remember who's guarding him or what was going on. He's it's, with. Uh, he's Ron with Roman. He's with Ron Perlman, yeah, and they're kind of having a back. Oh, because Ron Perlman's not dead yet. Okay, then he like, I think I think he's Ron Perlman beating the shit out of him or something. And then this is when yep. he, okay, then he gets off the handcuffs, smacks him in the face, something, and runs or something like that. I don't remember exactly. Well, what happens is is that um, Novak, who I'm going to continue calling Novak, oh, okay, he 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 starts his siege. Oh, okay, he and that's what distracts him. Ripping, oh, just wrecking on nameless, faceless <laughs> cro- cronies and goons. So cool. I mean, and evidently none of these none of these uh, police officers or, or security people were were more appropriate. None of these my security guess, people can shoot worth a damn. They're like just spraying and praying. And he's well, my just, guess is they're familiars. Is what my guess what they were all human. That ha- most they of have them. to be. Yeah, they have. To yeah, be. yeah. I, my my guess sense. is that they're all human. That's how I took it. And again, it makes sense that they can't shoot. I mean, he's also moving really fast. Well, plus the bullets don't do anything. Hitting them is just useless. Yeah, so I mean, you shoot them all you want. You're just gonna keep coming. Yeah, but you're gonna stop him, and he definitely hurt. I mean, it's we've, we've already established that he can be hurt and stopped. You know. There. Yes, but I, he's also way more powerful than the regular Reapers. So I think it doesn't True. affect True. him Maybe much. Not. Like yeah, you have sure. to, and he's killing him so fucking fast. <laughs> he's ripping. I mean, him. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, initially when he first meets Blade, he takes a bullet straight to the head and doesn't even like flinch. So that's a very good point. No, he just yeah. kind of yeah. So this is all really fun. Whistler, like you said, evades. The much younger and stronger Ron Perlman, I guess. I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know how an old man who's not a vampire knocks out Ron Perlman long enough to escape, but he does. He rescues Blade because clearly he knows what the hieroglyphs mean on the control board. I can buy that at- because they have yeah. been studying the things in the first movie, so I can I can buy that. Okay. He uh he also throws on he throws a uh, Wesley Snipes' shirt back on him too for some reason. This is very true. I mean, we only get one one opportunity to see his abs. I'm assuming that was in the contract. Um, mm-hmm. my, my wife fell asleep before this I, party. Even that's the whole reason I bribed <laughs> her to watch this movie. I'm like, he, he's going to be shirtless in this movie at some point. At some point. <laughs> yeah, just I, watched U.S. Marshals about a week ago, randomly. I just put it on. He's also in that movie. And she made a comment. I'm like, shape and blade too. Also, like he's in his prime. Yeah, yeah, more, but. Yeah, I, I assume it's in his contract. Need at least one shirtless scene because I work really hard in these abs, and I need to make sure they're displayed prominently for all to enjoy. It, <laughs> it's okay, fantastic. Mike. I had the only way I convinced my husband to go see Deadpool the first one was because apparently you could see Ryan Reynolds junk in that movie. That can you? I it's remember. whenever he he's uh, he's having the the fight with uh, Ajax in the fire, and like he gets pierced in the fire. Whenever he's like leaned over and like has a pole through him, you can kind of see like his. His wing wong chucking around. <laughs> really? Okay. I, yeah. I I don't remember it. It's been a while since I've seen uh, Deadpool. So, oh, <laughs> to keep an eye out for it then. Uh, <laughs> good. Uh, it, is, it is good. I I enjoyed Deadpool. It's good. So yeah. So we now get back to the Blood Cavern. Blade needs blood. I need. This blood. was funny to me. Where they just drop him into the into the blood, and that's. I mean, I think, and he like crawls into it. And then you just come and they and Ron Perlman is shooting at him with the stakes. And he thinks he killed him and turns his back and then he climbs out of the like he starts to rise out of the blood. I I think it's really weird that he thinks he killed him because I swear, like 
Ron Perlman has not killed a single fucking thing with that shotgun this whole movie. <laughs> and he makes like three random ass shot where you could tell he misses like the first two. And he's just like, oh, yeah, I totally got him. And he walks away. That's the third, the th- I think it's like three shots. And the third one, the third shot that he fires is the shot with him. You can see him standing. Blade is already in the water. And he yeah. is shot the third shot in the air. Like almost like a victory. Like, hey. So it is, yeah, it's, he is not even not two years, blood pack, two years. <laughs> I expect more from you guys. You guys are terrible. You're not good at this. I mean, I don't know. Accounting is in your future. I just, clearly this is not for you. Wasn't there a moment, is there a moment when, is there a moment when Blade feeds, all right, drinks blood, but it's not enough. So he has to go take a blood bath or is, or am I thinking of Anissa or, or Anissa when she has to, I forget. So somebody sucks somebody blood at some Anissa point. Does. Okay. Well, Blade does in the first movie, not in this movie. Right. I always like in these vampire movies, the first one, especially when Blade starts feeding to get his power back to fill his power meter, they always feels like they, this is the real stuff, you know, like they get, turns a little more primal where it's like he's such feeling his vampirism a, a bit more like the serum's fine but the thirst is really good like that's the good stuff and i think that happens a bit when nisa does the same later i couldn't remember if that was a part of this so clearly not ignore everything i just said <laughs> so he takes a bloodbath hooray and uh we get a another fight scene a really fun cool kung fu fight scene on a clear clear you know window floor with a, against a bunch of goons that have no chance whatsoever. I like this though, and they're still trying to shock them. Yeah, they're still I mean, trying. Everything to shock is going to hell. Nomak is running <laughs> through the place, killing everybody. Hey, we still got to do our job. We got to shock them. We can't kill them. This this fight scene is ninety nine percent good. And if if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, please and whoever's listening to this, please, 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 please go back and watch this fight scene. There is a scene where he he's blades doing stuff. He you know he's face jabbing. He's palm striking these guys. And there's a scene where this guy wraps his arms around Blade, like from like the waist or whatever. And Wesley Snipes booty bumps him and makes like the fucking silliest face. And it's so out of nowhere. It's because you'd imagine he'd like either break away, like pull his arms up. No, he booty bumps the guy away from him and then continues the fight. And it's just really silly. I don't remember this. I am going to go back and look at this. This YouTube Blade 2 booty bump fight move. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Yeah, hang on. I'm, I am literally going to do this. Hang on a second. Uh-huh. Y'all just talk much yourselves about this scene. I think it's good. I, I enjoy that. I, again, it's just another example of this movie doing what it does well. Again, the fights are very varied, and this is fun. And again, it's not, again, Wesley Snipes isn't doing much, but he's definitely exhibiting martial arts. Like, he is demonstrating martial arts in a in a really cool way. It's not lots of wires and matrix flipping. He's just fighting like a like a person would do. And yeah, it's it's nice. It's a good example of that style. Yeah, and he grabs like the stick and he starts, you know, hitting guys back and forth too. It one thing I have to admit, like even though people say these movies are really cheesy, the first one I might actually go back and watch, even though I watched like I said, I watched the little clip version of it. This movie has really great fight scenes choreography wise and i think three does as well besides three being like a really really silly movie and really kind of bad (laughs) vampire pomeranian uh, is there a vampire pomeranian there's a vampire there's a vampire pomeranian that's right Uh, there is a vampire pomeranian might have to watch blade (laughs) there but um 
it, this whole fight scene ends with with Blade tombstoning a dude into glass. So I mean, it's <laughs> that's what that was. That's what that was. Okay, I was okay with that. As dumb as that scene is, it it it's it cool worked. as hell. It was as stupid as hell. But cool. There is a lot of wrestling style moves in this. I'm I am I just watched the booty bump moment, and it is that is really stupid. But there's lots of uh, <laughs> wrestling stuff. And that final like is that a suplex? I, a tombstone. I, I, the, that is a tombstone, huh? Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, yeah, as the kids say, it was lit as fuck. So <laughs> <sighs> that hurt. Me. That was good. That was very good, man. I, 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 um, I'm now watching this fight scene, and it's, it's fun. It's kinetic. The editing is fantastic. The pacing, and again, this choreography is excellent. Like, it's really good, energetic for, uh, fight choreography. Even though you have 20 people just standing around, and Ron Perlman, who's a vampire, just going, "Come on, go get him." What are you idiots doing? I'm standing here watching. Yeah, pretty great. Boosh. <laughs> awesome. I just, live narrated now too. I just live, live narrated that entire fight scene for you and your audience. Apologies. Um, <laughs> so that, the Tombstone thing is so cool, though. Yeah. Now, to be fair, after this, you have what is hands down probably the most badass thing in this movie, where Ron Perlman tries to make a joke of like, you know, the, the one thing my, my father said before he killed my mother is if you want something done right, you do it yourself. And then he tries to stab Blade and he catches it with his hands and like pulls the blade oh. all the way up. And like Wesley Snipes isn't struggling, but like Ron Perlman character is trying his hardest just to not look like <laughs> a complete wuss. <laughs> and then you have, which is the answer for your question, Bill, my God, blood pack. Because he takes the sword away, asks him if he blushes, and it flips over and he cuts him in half. Yes. <laughs> These dudes awesome. are not worth a fuck. <laughs> they're, sh- they're, they're shit. And they then the best think. part at the end of this, Whistler throws him the sunglasses, he catches it, and it yes. looks like it was CGI, and he puts them on. Yeah, I think it was. I bet you it I was. Think it was. It, was. it, it looked like it was CGI. He's, he's pretty far away. Yeah, the, the throw know. looks like it was, I, I mean, the, and they're really there, but not when he's throwing them. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, probably. And again, who knows? Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe they sped it up. You know, who knows? Who knows? Yeah, it could be a, a proper a proper effect. Let's see. I'm watching it now. I just don't see this movie doing yeah, proper effects. I don't, I don't care enough to even examine that more. But um, no, I agree. I think it's a wonderful effect. I think it still kind of holds up pretty good. The uh, him being sliced in half. And yeah, like really blood pack more like blood punks. <laughs> <Get us home. laughs> They're not very good at all in this movie. Thank they would not have succeeded at all in, in trying to kill him. All right. So anyway, so now we finally get to our final, final fight as we kind of all the fun people are dead now. <laughs> so we're really only left with Whistler's fine. He's not these, but he's in, inconsequential at this point. I love how the fact that the very, very end Whistler just finds his way there. Like, as he had a map of the place, like like an old man stumbling through a mall. Like, huh? what? But, oh, um, it's. It's yeah. definitely CG in the one part where you see Whistler and it's throwing from Whistler. There's a little scene where you can tell it's CG when it goes into his hands because it just like flies into his hands and it just catches it just right. Yeah, yeah. it's completely CG. Gotcha. Well, sorry, anyway, keep going. so <laughs> so um, sorry. Yeah, so anyway, I so we get to the point where we're really left with the boring people. Um, we have boring Nisa, who let's be honest, we haven't mentioned this. We have, we haven't mentioned her much because she's extremely boring and and not good. <laughs> We have Novak, who's at this point, his motivations are extremely weird. Like, so you could have killed Blade. You didn't really need Blade to get into where your father is. Like, you knew clearly knew where that was. 
So why did you go through the whole hassle of telling Whistler the truth about him just to fight Blade at the end? It was seemed very strange. And it seemed like the movie just needed to have a final fight against the yeah. bad guy character. Can but I thought this yeah, but I thought the subversion of hey, maybe Novak is one of the good guys. As he says to Blade all the time, we want the same thing. Like, we want these these assholes eradicated. But maybe the idea is that either both of them know, both of them can't exist in this world. You can't have a Blade and a Reaper, you know? So one, yeah. they, one of them has to go, I guess. But very weird as far as motivations go, because you have plenty of opportunities to finish them off. <laughs> the, uh, the way I see it is it's kind of a weird thing. From what I'm assuming, no, uh, Novak isn't a like the he's not a perfect Reaper because you notice that they said when they capture one of them, like they they still need to feed even though they they can survive off human and vampire blood, they can't survive more than like a couple of hours without it. So I'm yeah. assuming that yeah, and then Novak realizes that Blade was sent after or Blade was sent after him from his father. So you kind of have a weird thing where it's like, okay, this is why I want my revenge because, you know, he says he's my father. He says he wants me. He loves me. And he says that he wants me to do everything I can, but that's just a lie. I'm a failure. And he, he's just going to have me thrown in the fire pit for a new generation to be made. Yeah, that's fair. That's true. Um, That's fair. Yeah. uh, My favorite thing about this is a very brooding DNA tower. Cause I, every time I see something like that, I'm like, that's something fucking stupid's going to happen with that. And I was right. So the, uh, the count, count dad father person uh yeah. blue bleeds blue which i think is really funny yeah i don't know why i i never understood that oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just don't i don't understand yeah i just don't understand that but hey it's fine he dies he uh gets his gets his comeuppance uh nisa knows that she's now been bitten and she's like i i want to die looking at the sun and then he <laughs> like a samurai slowly but surely walks her to the edge of the, you know, this beautiful area. They just happen to be, you know, beautiful area, but this, I don't know what you call it. Uh, helipad, maybe? Helipad. That makes helipad. helipad is the right word, I think. Yeah, helipad. And it, in his arms, she slowly flakes away in a beautiful, romantic way. No way like her rest of her brethren who just crumble to bits and bones in violent manners when they're murdered by Blade. <laughs> no, 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 no. She gets to have this wonderful just just ashing away. And that's how she goes. And we're all back to just Whistler and Blade. Everybody else is dead. <laughs> just I remember- Blade and Whistler again. Oh, and then during the Nomak fight, if you notice, he does the... He does like an elbow drop on no does on blade at one point. Like he yeah. literally climbs or something and jumps off and does an elbow drop. And there's fake blood and there's CGI blood comes out of his mouth when he, when he delivers those uh, elbow drops. Yes. Mm-hmm. Iron- Ironically, this movie ends where the first movie begins back to square one. Blade and Whistler. Blade and Whistler. Who, who else do you need, though? <laughs> the, team, the band is back together. We're no longer concerned he's going to turn. That that thread was closed. Uh, they do actually throughout the movie kind of cement this little bit of fear, like, oh no, is Whistler is Whistler going to turn? Uh, but they kind of abandoned that around halfway through and assumed, okay, it's been a few, it's, it's been a couple days now. He's good. You also have a really silly like Wesley Snipes back flipping and like CGI into like the the fighting ring like right beforehand too. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You have a lot of dumb shit. Yeah. Um, and then we get to probably the best part of the whole movie where yep. you see 
uh, what probably I'm assuming 15 to 30 minutes beforehand, Wesley Snipes walking into an adult shop and going, all right, I'm going to be in three. Here's like 50 bucks. Just make sure he goes to three. It's going to be the fucking funniest thing ever. I'll be in there. Just trust me. It's a guy with a boa. Just make sure he goes to three. <laughs> this is a good scene. It really is. We're like, he's like, and then, you know, the guy walks in there and he pulls out, I got my razor blades and it just, he pulls out three tissues just to, uh, just to, just so he's all prepared. The booth comes up, there's blade and what you thought I forget. And then uh, sword through the head, roll credits. I agree with you. It's probably my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> I love how stupid this. I, it is, that is better than any MCU end credit or stinger or anything <laughs> that that honest I'm serious the pure brutality silliness grossness it's all it's this entire movie all in one like 30 second moment I I freaking even love before that. he goes back there he asks are the women live well last time I checked <laughs> 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 just so funny <sighs> uh, and that's that's blade two blade two mm. Chef I feel like aren't those supposed to be only one way mirrors or, you know, you're not supposed to be able to see through them. If I remember correctly. Two way mirrors. I feel I, like I've never been to a peep show, so I, I can't speak <laughs> for it. But I feel like it. you wouldn't. The woman. I don't know. It just seemed odd to me. Well, maybe yeah, that's not how that works. I, I don't know. I think the way it works is if as long as one of the lights are off, you can't see into the other one. Maybe. I don't know. Okay. I, think that's I don't know works. anything about that, about those yeah. things. I never really looked them up or thought about them. But it's just funny. I just it's just a great team, though. It's so good. And you are right. It is. It. I, I wouldn't say it's better than it's better than some of the Marvel stingers. So it's really good. Better than a lot of them. But so anything else we should say about the movie? I think we covered everything. I think we I think we uh, we covered it up. Oh, right. yeah. We'll go to uh, shelf stacker box. And Joe, do you want to go first? Uh, sure. Since you mentioned me first, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll put this in the stack. It's not going on the shelf, but like this is all obviously like a one day like, you know what I haven't watched in a while? The Blade movies. Just watch all three movies. Pro- probably watch these right before they they release the new Blade movie or whatever they're doing. There's a new one coming at some point. They haven't there they is? haven't announced when or anything, but yeah, there is one coming because Blade yeah. was cast. Yeah, Blade's been cast. Yep, yep. Marshala Ali. Yeah, good actor too. I'm be, I'm it's really excited. Good. He, I'm, look, I'm... he looks like Blade. I'll give him. Oh that. yeah, yeah, and he's an exceptional actor. If you haven't seen, um, I think he's in Moonlight. Is that right? Yes, he's a uh, extraordinary actor. Yeah, so I'm really stoked to to, uh, to see that. It's going to be great. I'm definitely excited, too. And Bill, what about you? Man, this is, you know, uh, I I think my 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 movie fan brain is like, kind of says like Joe, it's a, this is a stack. But this is on the shelf for me because, boy, oh, boy, <laughs> I had such a good time with this movie. Sometimes my enjoyment of a thing has to supersede my logical understanding of its flaws. And while I guess the, the nuts and bolts of this are definitely stack worthy, I just had such a good time last night watching it again. Um, even though, again, I've seen this movie easily 20 times through the course of my long, sad life. So I think, yeah, I, I love it. I think the action's great. The, the gross out stuff is just right up my alley. The creature horror, the, the body horror yeah. is fun. A lot of that just it really speaks to me. And even though it's silly, has some bad performances, lots of plot holes. Mr. Mr. Del Toro wanted to make a fun movie. That's what he was quoted as saying. I wanted to make something that was really fun. And he did. And and uh, job done. So uh, this goes on the shelf for me. Okay. Uh, for me, this is also going on the shelf. I had a great time just watching this movie. <laughs> it was 
I really enjoyed it. I, I remember always liking this movie, and I was entertained the whole way through, and it still holds up. I was upset it wasn't on Netflix. I thought it was, and I had to log into Amazon Prime, then log into HBO Max to find it. But that's not the movie's called. <laughs> but it's really good. I, I really, really enjoyed it. And so it's definitely going on the shelf. And I feel like this is probably the best of the three by far. Easy. I mean, I like three a lot. I still think this probably be better. <laughs> I know three. It'll be interesting watching three again. Ugh. I actually prefer this to one, I think. I like this better. I think it's more fun, more gross, obviously. And I think just better constructed. So I take this over one. Yeah, I think it's a better movie than one, too. So. And I have to, I have to stop looking at I have to stop looking at Wikipedia articles about Guillermo del Toro because I just read something that's very upsetting and I don't want to hate the man. So I think we should probably, damn it, damn it, damn it, del Toro. Why can't people just be, just be cool? Damn it. Because power corrupts. I just, I just, yes. In 2009, del Toro signed a petition that called for release of Roman Polanski. So fuck that. That's not good. Damn it, del Toro. Like, wasn't that guy a pedophile? Oh boy, yes he was. Yes, okay. yes, uh, yes, yes. Fuck, damn it! Why do I look at Wikipedia? I should be paying attention to the show, not reading. <laughs> uh, so annoying. Yeah, at least he wasn't the pedophile, but still, yeah. I mean, that's the guy can stay away. Oh, just stay where he is. Anyway, sorry, sorry to ruin everyone's day about Del Toro. He's still an exceptional director. I love his work. That's kind of shitty. And he's I also he's... 88. What does it matter? Just leave him wherever he is. And let him <laughs> die there. Like, what does he need to come here for? <laughs> no, this was back in 2009. Maybe, maybe. Okay. He's changed his tune. Maybe, right? People grow. People yeah, change. Yeah. It's a whole decade. It's good. You're, he's yeah. good. He's, yeah. He's, he's, decade. That's uh, like, it's more than a decade. It's more like, what, 30 years since COVID started, right? Does it feel like? Um, okay. Yeah, as long as he hasn't, as long as he hasn't doubled down on that, I'm, uh, I can, I can, I can live with it. All sense <laughs> and, of and Bill, where can people find you at? Oh, I uh, I do a podcast entitled The Gamer Looks of 40. I mean, if you listen to this fine program, Mike is very every, generous and kind and mentions it every episode, which is just uh, the sweetest thing possible. So thank you, sir. I appreciate that. But if you don't know what it is, because it just says my name, which is still awesome. It's a basically it's like a pod, a series of podcast documentaries about different games and eras and systems and stories and all these uh, episodes are built around the personal stories of people who live them. So yeah, think of like a documentary of everyday people sharing stories of why they like certain games, how different games share, uh, change their lives. I don't know when this is releasing, uh, but the next bo- episode coming out is a, and this month. All right, by by the time this releases, uh, I'll have an episode out about a person I've met on Twitter who literally had his life shaped through Final Fantasy VI. He's had relationships started. Um, his doctorate was built off of the Final Fantasy VI. It's literally his life has been marked through this game. So um, stuff cool. like that. It's neat. Yeah. And then hopefully soon, maybe after, right after this episode airs, I'll have an interview with three of the editors of EGM. And we're going to have an hour-long discussion about how it was to work at the biggest yeah, video game magazine in the world during the era in which they did. So Cool stuff coming up on A Gamer Looks at 40. Twitter is where you can find me most. I'm on the other platforms, but I really don't pay attention to them. So Twitter, go there <laughs> and listen. I'm kind of, I mean, I use, tw- I actually use Twitter more now. For a long time, I didn't like Twitter. And I was like, I don't, but I use it now. I'm okay with it. Twitter's good. <laughs> and if you enjoyed this episode, we have tons of other shows that we do. So you can check out, we do movies, comics, video games, all sorts of stuff. So definitely go check us out. And if you want to hear our first Blade movie episode, that is episode 
Film 10. Oh, a long fucking time ago. October 14th, <laughs> 2020 is when we published that. So, yeah, go wow. go check that out. God, that, that's, almost, that's over, almost, yeah, that's almost two years. Okay. Yep. Damn. So, it goes from that. Uh, and we have a Patreon, who mentioned. We Each month, we have a different poll. The current poll that's just about to end that time of hearing this is the loser runner-up poll. It's Loki, Amazing Spider-Man. I don't remember what else is on there. TMT forever <laughs> and some other crap nobody's even voting for. So go check it out for a little dollar. You can help out the show every month. We do a new Patreon poll, and that's what brought you this episode. People voted on it. I was surprised. I was really, really surprised that this one. I was happy because I've been meaning to cover this for two years, but I couldn't. And then I just made myself finally do it. But yeah, <laughs> I'm happy. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube. We are on YouTube audio only, but we are there. And want to give a shout out to my awesome intro and outro, courtesy of Helena at Hell Half Fear. You can follow her on TikTok. And I think that's everything I need to say. So we will see you guys all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Yeah.